What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel in the building. We are in here. I got money. Hey, today's show is what we do here on Wednesdays. We do the blue chip mindset. This is the stream that gets you guys back in order. All right. Listen, let me just tell you something right now. The blue chip mindset, everybody, if you're new to it, it's a series that we do every Wednesday. Uh, we do get off the subject of specifically women, although women are a part of our lives. It's almost not how you can't, you cannot not talk about them and their impact in men's lives. All right. So there will be a part of the show, but they're not directly the main point of the show. Today's show is to get you back in the mindset of putting your proper things. You're getting your priorities straight. I told you that one time when I was running track and field in the, t- in the 10th grade, I believe. And one of the seniors was helping me, um, do my block starts for sprints, right? The 100 and the 200 meters. And I wasn't focused. And uh, he came over to me and he was just like disgusted with me. He was like, man, you need to get your priorities straight. And I remember it to this day, like he said it to me yesterday. All right. It's one of the things that woke me up as a, as a man, you will have events in your life where people will come into your life and they will look at you and they will make a judgment about you. And you will, some people call it hate. And uh, now people will say, oh, he was hating on me. But reality, he snapped me out of my, he was like, you need to get your priorities straight. I was like, damn. <laughs> it was a message that I needed. And I remember it to this day, even when I am, I'm an extremely focused man. But even when I find myself out of focus, it always snaps me back into focus. What that guy told me. He was a senior. I was a 10th grader. And he was just like, man, your priorities ain't straight, man. As a man, he just told me that. So anyway, that that corrected me to this day, and it's some of the one of the messages that I bring to you. Get your priorities straight, all right. And that's enough said. There's nothing more that needs to go into that. But anyway, today's show is why men lack direction and ambition. Why men lack direct, direction and ambition. And we're also going to do the ten blue chip commandments. All right. Shout out to the notorious Big with the ten crack commandments. We're not going to steal any of those and put them in this list. But we also have to thank. Um, the Ten Commandments in the Bible as well, because that's where the frame, that's where the framing is going to come for this particular show. All right. Um, it takes a while for men to understand how to get to these things and how to how to get on the path of getting their priorities straight. Here's the deal. And I, we're not going to spend a lot of time on why men lack direction and ambition. That was just the title of the show to get people to come in. All right. Hopefully you do come in and watch the show. Right. But here's here's what's going on. Men are not being focused on and prioritized in our world today. Women are. The, the future is female as far as they're concerned, but if I say the future is still male, I'm a misogynist. But you have young men that have no direction, no path. They've been raised primarily by women, and we're, we're wondering why. they Listen, they've been raised primor- primarily by women, all right, with men being absent in their life for one reason or another. We're not going to get into that. But when they're doing the things that they're doing, like the young men in Buffalo and, and in um, Texas the other day, um, men are not being prioritized in our world. We're putting the attention on women to make them just as much of a taxpayer as men uh, and, and make them as much of a debt slave as they possibly can in our country. Right. So that's what's happening. I don't care about no empowerment. They, they're wanting you to be debt, debt slaves and you guys are signed up for it. Uh, hook, line and sinker. 
Um, you've not prioritized family. You've not prioritized men in our country. And men have taken a back seat with no further direction. Nobody's telling us where to go other than find a woman um, that has been used and abused and worn out on this marketplace and then just take her and then be subjected to her microaggressions, abuse, shaming, and all of the things that she wants to do. It's an absolute raw deal for men. And um, we're watching other men win. Uh, but oftentimes these men that are winning, they're crooks. Oftentimes these men are win that are winning, they're actually violating laws all over the damn country, if not the world. All right. Many of these men that are winning, they're winning temporarily. They're doing short money. Right. So you will see young, successful people other than athletes and musicians. Even the musicians are doing gangbanging. I mean, it's out of control, but you're seeing them winning on Instagram and then thus you believe that is your formula to success with women and with winning with money, but it is not so, all right? You don't have a father figure. Women don't have a father figure. And then we're pushing these people out into the world, basically making them lemmings, ham and eggers, knuckle draggers, mouth breathers, and, and knuckle draggers. Did I say knuckle draggers? NPCs, all right? Whatever we call them, all right? We're making them go out there. And there's a lot of men that don't feel like they're worth anything. I mean, I feel bad for you. But let me just tell you this before we get to the earlier contributors and let me tell you how to contribute to the show. Let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound weird. This is going to sound weird uh, coming from me, a guy that has struggled. That I, I mean, I've been homeless. I've been without house. Um, I was raised by a single mother. I also um, had very successful times in my young 20s, right? I was really focused on my path in my 20s, and I was pretty much successful in my 20s up to my early 30s. And then I had a blink blip in my life between 35 and 40, which was a struggle. But I've been self-employed for the last 10 years. I've worked with millionaire clients. But let me just tell you this. Can I tell you this? The bar is freaking low. I know you guys don't want to hear it. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear it, bro. The bar is low. All right. And so some of you guys are under the bar. All right. I, I know, man. Listen, I've been under the bar myself, but I but I've been under the bar, but I was already over the bar. All right. I was over the bar and, you know, millionaires will lose their money. People will lose their money. The bar is low. And this is what really disgusts me about our society. There's a lot of people way under the freaking bar and the people that are under the bar. They've been under the bar, not for five years, not for 10 years. They've been in the, under the bar for 25, 30 years. Mm. <laughs> They've been under the freaking bar. All right. And then I hear all of the ridiculous things and excuses that people make. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, let me just show you something as just to give you a frame of reference here. Let me give you a frame of reference here. All right. And we'll always use income as a measurement because for men, income is a measurement. Here it is right here. A full-time working man in 2019 had a real median earnings. If you took statistics class, you know what median means. It's somewhere around average, but it is a different, uh, a different way to measure it. It's not exactly average, but it is somewhere near the middle. They basically take everybody's salary and they pick the one that is right in the middle. It's not an average per se, but it's as close to average as you can get. All right, medium median earning was $57,000 per year. Now, some people can live very good off of that if you're single and whatnot. Uh, some people, depending on what location you live in, this is why you can't really hold this, um, this measurement here. 
um, as as an absolute because you can live in Tupelo, Mississippi and live off $57,000 really well. If you live in Southern California, you're broke. All right. So, but with that being said, $57,000 is the median earnings in the United States of America. Now, let me just tell you something. I haven't earned 57K since I was like 20, 22, 23, maybe 22 years old. All right. I've achieved that. I was way above the bar in my tw- way above that. All right. But a lot of people, and I was lived in Southern California. So I, essentially I was broke still. All right. I was broke still earning that. But what I'm saying is a lot of people never even achieved that in their entire life. Sorry for these ringings going on. They never even achieved that in their entire lives. They don't even see that as possible. You're a guy right now. And I know you're out here watching me. You look at that and you go, man, I'll never earn 60K. The bar is low. The bar is low. So it's not that you can't achieve it. It's that you don't believe that you can achieve it. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. There's something wrong with maybe how you were raised, where you were raised, who was raising you. Okay. Um, your thought process, how you see yourself as a man, because 57K probably is not a lot in most areas, especially with inflation going crazy. Now, let me show you something else. Let me just show you something else here. Okay. We'll show you something else. I, the, remember this. Part of the show is talking about the bar is low. Okay, right here, it says right here, about 30% of households earn over 100K in 2020, right? So this is the magic salary that everybody wants to achieve, six figures. They say 30% of households, that's going to be combined income when they say that. So it's slightly misleading. But then it says in 2019, around 15% of Americans earned between 100 dollars and $150,000, only 15%. Okay, that means 85% earned below that. Again, the bar is pretty low. I mean, listen, 100 grand, depending on where you live, you could be living like a king or you could be broke. All right, in Los Angeles or uh, Southern California, you're broke. I mean, you're you're living okay, but you're not living great. Now, above, uh, and I'm pretty sure if you did a demographics of this, most of the people who earn between 100 and 150, I would say primarily 90% of them probably live New York, Miami, uh, Southern Northern California and Seattle, Washington and Chicago, right? It is probably in Atlanta. They probably lived DC. They probably lived in one of those areas. Very small percentage of people live in Midland, Texas that make that right. So the primarily, uh, the most of the people that earn that much money probably aren't living comfortable still, but about 8.3% of the population earn between one I'm sorry, 150 and uh, 200,000. All right. So let me just tell you this, with, with that being said, with that being said, we do hear a lot of people that uh, believe that, uh, that, that that the government can give you this particular amount of money or you're owed this. But at the same time, you don't have an uh, you don't have an identity that says to you that you can get this yourself. And it is possible. Let me tell you something. When I was a fitness trainer, I know people think I'm a fat guy under here. No, I'm not in the best shape of my life, but we're going to get to that. Um, a lot of people believe that they cannot achieve that. They can't achieve it. They're like, that's impossible. Now, it's impossible if you have the mindset and the belief that it is impossible. Or it is impossible if you had the mindset and the belief that you don't need that amount of money. Of course, you're never going to get it. But I'm going to tell you something. One of these days, you're going to see that as a possibility and you're going to get it. And then you're going to realize, hey, well, there's still a little bit more to get. But at some point, you're going to like, how much more do I need? But at the same time, the bar is low. 
the bar is low out here and there's plenty of room for you to get it, especially if you believe that the government can give it to you, right? You were like, they owe me that from reparations. Okay, that means that you can get it yourself as well. And trust me, I've been a guy that's earned. I, I When I started off coaching college basketball, my first job, they barely paid me $20,000. All right, and I moved up the ladder to the point where I was making 75 plus a car payment stipend and a housing stipend and a travel budget of 60 grand that I was managing for recruiting alone, just recruiting alone, okay? Um, it's possible for many men, but we're gonna show you how to switch your mindset to make it possible. All right, enough of that. Enough of that, I already, already ran some people off. All right, I already ran some people off here. They're already like, man, I can't take this, man. You're gonna come down hard on the man. And I'm not even going to get on into the community either. All right. I'm not even going to talk about that either. Um, let me see here. Let's get into the early contributors to the show. All right. Because I want all men to have a belief in themselves that they can achieve just the bare minimum here in this country. The bare minimum. And trust me, there's men that don't believe that they can achieve the bare minimum. And one of the reasons why is we're not focusing on men. We're focusing on women. I mean, our country is focusing on women for better or for worse. I think it's for worse. Uh, like I said, the only path that they have for women is to get them to be a debt slave. I mean, they're and they're letting them rack up debt left and right. So much so that these women out here slang and peace leave like crazy all over the Internet, all over Figueroa, all downtown. I mean, you're you feel bad for them. I don't. I got money. Ladies. You got to serve a purpose. They're part-time, part-time lovers. All right, shout out to the part-time lovers out here. I got money. All right, them girls out here got that beach leaves out like an ATM between their legs. That's what they saying out here, boy. They got an ATM between them. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out. Hey, man, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I got money. All right, you making it easy for our brother. You're making it easy for our brother. Let's get in here. We had some people from yesterday that um that that um that donated when I went off. So we're gonna go ahead and acknowledge them. Shout out to Todd C. He says, Thanks for making my night. Oh, indeed. Appreciate you. Loud Pocket says the HR department needs a new copy machine. All right, this is the copy machine fund. For the HR program, and oh man, did we tell you the older ladies are out here doing the same thing, man? Uh, the women that have been wiped out by the uh strong and independent movement being dead. All right, it's dead. Anybody, if, if there's any ladies talking about their strong and independent <laughs> in 2022, are you kidding me? You got to be out of your mind. All right, people on their last damn leg, right, right now. Gas is going to be $8 in Southern California. Are you smoking crack? There ain't no way you independent. All right. Let me see how much money you earn. You're going to have to be earning it in excess of 250 grand in, in my area to say you're independent. If you're under that and your Nissan Altima is basically, man, please. All right, ladies, give up, give it up. All right. Shout out to uh, Mr. Gourmet. He says it's in the kitchen making spread. CGA on pause. Uh, yeah, but hey, hey, pause, man. What? You making spread. We're going to call it the money. Make that money. Shout out to XL Pro Services. You building up young men, bro. Appreciate it, man. Look, I know there's some guys that think I am hard on you guys. But I look at it and I'll be like, man, boy, there's so much room out here. There's so much room out here for all of us. 
And uh, one of the things we have to do is get our priorities straight. So let's let's get it together, men. Men, listen up. It's going to be tough love. It's going to be tough love, but it has to be said this way. Shout, shout out to uh, the AMG doctor in the building. He says, check out uh, Shay Shizay Zed's video on Real Film Sapien. All right, shout out to you. I think I did a video review on him. I can't pronounce his name. All right, but again, I don't. People be like, oh, you don't, you know his name. I don't know people's name, all right? I mean, I can't, I'm bad with names, but I think I did a video review on him and he wants me to check out a video on Real Film Sapien. Real, Real Film Sapien. All right, I'm gonna check that out. Thank you, man. Mario, uh, we're gonna call him Mario. <laughs> all right, so anyway, that's all we know him by. That's the rest of his government name. He says, oh my grind coach, will catch the replay. Thank you, sir, for being here on your grind. Kirby 8 says, the for the blue chip mindset, favorite all time. Thank you. This is what we do here. Hey, people, this is a self-improvement type of broadcast today. There will be humor. There will be references made. All right, just, just hang tight. We will get everybody taken care of. Shout out to Jesus Ramirez in the building. Shout out to you. He says, for that helicopter ride my ex took when she told me she cheated on me, Carrying her away to safety. Wow. Like in MASH. Whoa. Oh, man. And, and was she um was she a Latina chick? I mean, they don't cheat. Latina chicks don't cheat, do they? Man, if you cheat, they will slice your salami up and dice it up. Right there, right there. But uh, anyway, where are we at here? Shout out to uh, Victor Jimenez in the building. Coach, should I leave my job for the next position up? And he says, I will uh, soon start, wait, I will soon start to be trained for the next position at my current department, or should I leave this department to move up faster and get paid faster as a result? Oh, that's a tough choice. But I always tell men, this is a very general, very, very general statement here. So I don't know specifically what you have going on at your job. But what I tell young men under the age of 30 is that you probably shouldn't spend more than five years at one particular place, okay? Um, because you're too, you're still young. So you put five years in one place, you put five years in another place, you put five, and then you use those experiences to parlay yourself to the next position, or you use it to become a competitor of whatever positions that you've been in, right? So you learn enough from different people, from different managers, from different operators, from different angles of the business, and then you use that to become their competitor. All right. Or you become a contractor. You you use the services that they trained you on. And then if they, as long as you don't have a non-complete clause in your contract, you can then compete against them or you can become um, some someone that can offer them advice as a consultant. Or you can go ahead and make that you can become a business. You can start a business learning what you know. And then also you can go to another company and then say, hey, I have the inside information on this company. You know what happens here? All right. You know what happens? Um, have you ever noticed this? Let me show you. Let me let me give you proof that this happens. So um, have you been following social media? All right. On social media, like TikTok, let's just take TikTok. TikTok had a format that got popular, which was a small, uh, a short, short term videos in which they were constantly just showing short term videos. Right. And then Instagram copied the same format. Now, I don't know if this specifically happened and Instagram copied the same format and created reels. Before 
there were reels, there were nothing. There were just videos that you can post in your little square. I don't know if this happened with this company, but several social media companies have done something like that. Like Snapchat had a format, Instagram copied it. Now, one or two things happen. Number one, and this is common. Number one, people from the first social media uh, format were hired away by the new company and the new company took the, what the people knew from the other, from the original company and hired them to copy it at their place. Okay. So this is what happens. They, they did exactly what I said. I work over here. I created this, or I was a part of this team. Now I can come over here, leverage what I know over here, and then get bigger money over here and say, I can do exactly that over here. Or they had, they hired programmers that can identify what these people did over here. And they said, I can bring it over here and do it over here. Either way, either way, it follows the format that I tell you. You go over here, you create something because when you create something at a company, the company owns it. You don't own it unless you're a contractor. So if you work for a company and you create something, it, it's owned by the company. However, I can parlay that and go over here and become a competitor or I can become over here and, and leverage what I know over here and bring it over here. This is what companies do all the time. But as individuals, we have some sort of loyalty to these companies. Oh, I should be loyal to my company and not uh, leverage what I know over here to go over here and get bigger money. Hell no. Hell no. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to learn what's over here since you own it. And then I'm going to go over here and then leverage it. This is what Nikola Tesla didn't do. Do not get me started in that conversation. Y'all come in here. All right. Y'all come in here mad. Well, Nikola Tesla worked. For Thomas Edison, everybody's like Edison stole from Tesla. No, he didn't. It was Tes it was Edison's company. Tesla was an employee. Tesla could have went over there and started his own business, but he didn't. And he left everything with the company that he was employed by, Thomas Edison. All right, so that's how it works. And Tesla didn't parlay that. He tried to. He tried to become a competitor, and then and then and then, and then Edison wiped his ass out with a non compete. All right. So it is how it works. But uh, people want to frame it as these two were individuals and they were they were not. Edison was a company and Tesla was an individual. He could have easily went over there and said, shit, I'm better than you. I'm going to start competing against you, which they kind of did. And he had some investors. But then Edison wiped his ass out. You know, mm. yeah, JP, they, they, they wiped his ass out. So it is what it is. It's the cost of doing business here. Business never personal. <laughs> And he had a better product, but it was just a matter of how you was going to be able to get it out. Right? Business never personal. Hey, that's what you young men have to understand. Um, it's business never personal. This is a world that is not going to feel sorry for you. Let's just go ahead and just frame it like this. Let's get into the show. The world's not going to care about you. Uh, it's dog eat dog. It's eat what you kill. And it's always going to be that. Now, I know you grew up and you saw all the women being handed stuff, participation trophies and all of these things, and women giving money left and right. How much has it really helped them? Not much. We talk about it. Oh, Georgia's giving them $850. Let them broke ninjas be what they're going to be. It ain't going to help them. Let them go out there and depend off the government. Go ahead. I mean, anybody who's on the government dole or out there on the nipple of the government, you losing. You ain't winning. They <laughs> be like, these hoes winning. No, they ain't. They losing because the government gave y'all thirty two hundred dollars and y'all still out here broken. You already paid all that money back in the gas tank. You paid all that money back alone in the gas tank. So I'm going to just let y'all know that's what you get 
or dealing with the government. That's exactly what you get. All right, you waiting on them to perform a miracle on you. You're going to be waiting. We don't hear another hero. <laughs> hey, man, hit my like button in here. What's going on, man? We got all these people watching for free. Hey, look, man, I know you guys watch for free. We say for free. You can contribute in many ways. CGA Live, dollar sign CGA Live. You can go over to Locals. We'll over cover that here. You can give your time to watch. But you can strike that like button in the building. Hit that like button. Y'all thought the government was going to give y'all a free party. Y'all paid it all back. You paid it back on interest rates. You paid it back at the gas tank. You paid it back at the grocery store. And now you're going to pay it back to the. I don't know if you know, but you see uh, Biden running his lip about what they going to do. He breaking long term traditions about positioning um, or, or, or telling his position of his military. Um, his military ideas because since he's the commander of the uh, commander in chief he's talking about if china pops off on taiwan we gonna pop off on china oh y'all better buckle your seat belts out here because it's about to get ready to go we about to get ready in here i told y'all to do biden in the building boy this is what y'all got this is what y'all sold y'all sold for this is what your mama was politicking for right here hey, i told you to do biden yeah, you single mother raised boys was out there in the street burning up your whole city for that man. And he out here tearing up the country left and right. He going to have y'all at war going crazy. <laughs> he going to have y'all. He going to have y'all in war yourself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, you picked them. Hey, as we say, man, for the women that you picked that ruin your life, you picked them. For the men that you pick, ladies that ruin your life, you picked them. All right, don't blame us. Do not blame me because I told you not to do him anyway. Let's get to the ten, 10 Commandments here. All right, let's get to the Ten Commandments. Um, commandment number 10. We're gonna go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 for the people who are watching. These are the 10 blue chip commandments, the blue chip lifestyle, the blue chip mindset. And these are very simple. Just like the Ten Commandments you read in the Bible, they're very simple. You would say, who would need this type of, who would need this type of structure? Well, before the Ten Commandments, people would just kill, sleep with each other's wives and do all of these things. And they probably said, you know what, barbarians, you damn Neanderthals, we're going to have to have some structure here. And it's very simple. Don't kill, don't steal, don't rob, don't sleep with your neighbor. Here it is right here. Commandment number 10, thou shall simplify your life. Thou shall simplify thou's life. Now, how can you simplify your life? It is very simple. You guys are literally distracted by a whole bunch of things. There's a lot of things in life because we're spoiled, entitled people that we think we deserve. We should be able to have all of these things. A lot of you guys want Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Porsches. You want big, fancy McMansions, and you're never satisfied. You want the latest gear, you want the latest Jordans or the latest hyper dunks, and you want the latest shoes and all of this stuff, a Louis Vuitton bag. You can't stand it because all you see on television, all you see on social media is all of this stuff. Now, as Biggie said, more money, more problems. The more things you have, more problems. You got to maintain it. You got to secure it. You want all of this nice furniture and houses and clothes and all of this stuff. You want all of this stuff. You got to have space to keep it or else it's going to overconsume you. Thou shall simplify your life. 
first and foremost, you got to know who you are and you have to know your limitations. A wise man knows his limitations. Not all of you need all of this stuff. Sometimes you can rent it. Sometimes you can try it out. Sometimes you can have fun with it and put it away and let other people maintain it. All right, because most people don't understand the biggest cost that you will get in anything that you will purchase is maintenance. Maintenance is your biggest cost. So they will say, hey, I have a mortgage payment of $2,000. I'm so smart, huh? No, your mortgage payment is not $2,000. Your mortgage payment is somewhere around $3,200. Yeah, because when the cost of maintaining that house, the cost of uh, uh, fixing it, the cost of uh, uh, repairing leaks, the cost of mowing the lawn and fixing the garden and all of these things. And oh, yeah, it costs a lot of money. All right. Same thing as owning a Porsche. Yes, it's a six figure car, but to maintain the car is where the cost is. Same thing as relationships. Same thing as relationships. Yeah, to get in a relationship is free, but to maintain the mofo going to cost you a whole bunch of money. See, thou shall simplify thou's life. And you must come up with a philosophy of this in my in my world the free agent lifestyle is the philosophy the free agent lifestyle is my philosophy this is the philosophy that governs my life and it simplifies things sure it cuts certain things out but i live with the fact that it cuts it out i live with the fact that it cuts out certain things some of the things it cuts out i've been there and done that i realize that the risk is not worth the reward and i say you know what it's nice to have one but the maintenance is where I'm going to get caught up. And that's the thing that they leave out. Property taxes, insurance, all of these things. They don't talk about that. They just want to say, I, here's my mortgage payment. Yeah, but there's maintenance costs to it, sir. Do not lie to me. Now I know the cost of being married in relationships, pursuing peace leave. It has a maintenance cost. And this is the something that this is part of the other commandments. Maintenance is what eats you up. And I decide I don't want to pay the maintenance bill. I don't want to play the clean. Sure, I can wear suits every day, but I got to put them in a dry cleaner and I don't want to do that. So I'll wear a black T-shirt every day. And that's one of the ways I simplify my life. I'm certainly fine with you seeing me in black T-shirts every day. Who cares? I don't care. You got the same T-shirt on every day. So what? I'm simplifying my life. And I wake up in the morning with no thought. Which black T-shirt am I going to wear? I don't care. I just put it over my head. That simplifies my life and gets me to the next step. Hey, same thing as my haircut. We talked about that. Some of you guys go to the barbershop, wait an hour and a half, and do a 45-minute haircut, and then you wasted three hours of your life. Not I. <laughs> See, time is of the utmost importance, and that's what I prioritize more than anything else. You are not going to waste my time. I'm not going to have my time wasted for something that I can simplify it. So I'll shave my own hair off and say, forget it. I'll deal with being called bald. But I like men with hair. So what? You don't like me then. I don't care. See, a lot of you guys care about those things and you're constantly trying to make your life more complicated to please people and impress people who don't really give a damn about you in the first place. Who cares what you like? This is what I like and this is how I'm going to govern my life. Who cares about you, you little straggle daggle? You're doing too much out here. You're doing too much. I pay for what I paid in clippers. I would have paid in two haircuts and I'm done with it. Right. I'm done with it. I maintain my old beard. I ain't got to go in there so fresh and so clean, clean. I had a Dominican dude lining up my beard, putting in that old cancerous stuff all over my jaw to keep my damn hair black. Who cares? I let my hair grow in gray and I stopped dying my beard because I hated the process. And I said, forget it. Let it grow in gray. Look at what it came in. Look how magnetic 
and magnetizing this beard is. <laughs> Man, forget trying to impress these people. And that's how I simplify my life. Who cares? But once you get there and understand that and know who you are, until you get there and know, understand and know who you are, you can't simplify your life. You're constantly chasing the rabbit or multiple rabbits that you'll never catch. You're trying to match your shoelaces with your hat and it won't matter in the end. Most people won't even acknowledge that you might match your shoelaces with your hat. Nobody will care. You're trying to get nice up and suited up every day. You sweating out your suit. You got a $50 cleaner bill and you got two compliments. Who gives a damn? So find ways to simplify your life and make the easy decisions, uh, take the easy decisions right off the table, right in the morning. In the morning, I take the easy decisions right off the table. Early in the morning, I've already made three or four decisions while y'all sitting around him and hawing, uh, him, haw, wasting time. I already been moved through the whole damn day already. I get more accomplished by 7 a.m. than most of you get accomplished in your entire lifetime. So that's what you have to do. <laughs> People don't like me, but hey, this is just tough love. Man, put your Coogee sweater, put your Coogee sweater back in the closet until it's time to put out the Coogee sweater. Most of you guys got Coogee sweaters in your closet and you ain't got else in your life. As the Bishop Don Magic Wand said, if you know what you got, you ain't got much. If you know what you got, you ain't got much. Sometimes you got to be willing to lose things that you don't even remember you had. They sitting around talking about people that took money and watches from Kevin Samuels. If you came to my house, if you came to my house and took something, I won't even know it's gone. I'll be like, oh, it's replaceable. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. By the way, man, carry yourself like you are some, somebody. All right. Don't try to be something you're not. We're going to get to that later. That's commandment number 10. Try not to spend too much time on this one. Carry yourself like you're somebody. Never believe that you're a nobody because some straggle-daggle or some group of people said you're a nobody. Hey, man, it, there's a cost to belong. The cost is you got to give up a little bit of yourself to belong to people. Do you want to give up something of yourself? Or do you want to be evaluated by these people who obviously the bar is low? Many of these people don't have anything. Why are you letting these people govern your belief in yourself? It's unbelievable. Shout out to you. All right. So anyway, let's get on to commandment number nine. We'll probably do three, 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 and then one. Leave out the last, last one. Thou shall write everything down. Right? Thou shall write down everything. Thou shall write everything down. Guys, I don't know if you know. I meticulously take notes. I'm always dreaming and scheming. Don't wake me. I'm dreaming. Don't wake me. I'm dreaming. If I'm dreaming, then just let me sleep. Don't wake me up till my dream is complete. Yes, I'm dreaming. Then leave me alone. Turn up the lights and unplug the phone. Man, I write down everything. Guys, I have these books. I've been telling you, if you took my courses that are available on Teachable, I have. I showed you all of the books that I have for the last 10 years. I'm going to come up with a free agent lifestyle book. All right. Uh, it, and it's a calendar. And it's filled with just notes. I'm just writing notes and notes and diagramming things, charts, moon stars, quasars. I'm always going. I got legal pads on my desk. 
post-it notes. Where's my latest book? That was 2020. All right. That was 2020. I'm always with, let me show you, where's my tab with all the notes? Yeah, I'm always dreaming and scheming. All right. Every day I wake, oh, here it is. There's just posted, look at them, look at them notes. Posted notes on the damn pages. I'm dreaming and scheming 24 7. 24 7, 365. I am always trying to plan a takeover. I'm always trying to write down a goal. And I'm going to tell you what, and I told you this in my course, I've actually went back to, to the years that I was writing these books. And I would go back and look at some of the things in the place that I was in my life. And I would go, damn, the bar was low. The place that I was in that life, the thing that I was trying to achieve, I actually went past it so fast that I didn't even know I achieved the damn thing. I went back and say, damn, I'm actually impressed with myself. But as they say, a, a, um, a goal that is not written down is just a, a dream. Okay. So I'm constantly trying to put myself in a place of identifying what I want. Once I have a thought in my head, I got to make sure I manifest it. I got to put it on that paper first. It's got to exist on that paper before I can make it come to fruition. If you don't write anything down, if you're not writing anything down, forget it. The shit ain't going to get done because it's got to come from here and it's got to go here. This is how I was able to write a book. I'm a guy that can barely read. <laughs> I can barely read. And I've written three books. Think about how that is. And this is what this is. This is some of the things and why why I say this about myself is because I want you to know I'm just like you. I'm just like you. I ain't impressive. I'm not that big of a. You know what I have is ambition. You know what I have is I have a sense of who I am. You know who I, who, who I am. I actually simplify my life and I can cut things out of my life and say I can exist without that. But you can't do it because you're constantly on the chase. You don't define who you are. You always trying to please other people. You can't cut out family and all of this stuff. I'm just a regular dude. I'm just a regular dude. Okay. If you need to use it on the technology, I, you know, some people use the notes apps and, and your phone and all of that stuff because your phone is always handy. Uh, you can do that too. But I'm going to tell you, you need to write it down. It needs to go from, you need to basically take your hand and let your brain, um, let your brain and your thoughts go right through your hands and your hands are going to write this shit down. It's an amazing process. So in my course on, on Teachable, Conquer, I went through this and I've actually talked about it here quite a bit. I use these books to basically try to get my life to manifest the ideas in this book. If it ain't in this book, it's not necessary. If it ain't in this book, it's not necessary. So in this book, if it doesn't say impregnate eight straggle daggles, I am not going to impregnate eight straggle daggles. All right. I'm not going to have a oopsie. If it, if it does, if it's in this book, if it doesn't say, if it says I'm going to get married, I'm going to get married. If it says do not get married in this book, I'm not getting married. It has to happen. Now, what you're going to find out is the byproducts of this is manifestation. The byproducts of this are things that are going to come to fruition. The byproducts of this are the things that are byproducts. Money, women, cars, lifestyles, achievement. What are, these are all byproducts of this process right here. Without this, you get no byproducts. You get no women. Without this, you get no money. Or you don't get women of quality. 
You got to have this. And the best philosophers always wrote their shit down. Think about this. The best philosophers always wrote their shit down. The cemetery is full of people who never wrote a goddamn thing down or they never tried to manifest the things that they, they they kept the ideas all up in their cranium right here. Their ideas are all stuck up in here. And right now they're taking a long dirt nap, eat, getting their brains eaten by maggots. All right. And their ideas are being consumed by maggots. That's where that's where it is. <laughs> right. That's what's going on. Even if your ideas are crazy and reckless, write them down. Write it down. All right. If you're not writing it down, you're not going to achieve anything. This is why I look at some people and I say, man, they were great. They had great ideas. Did they ever make a book? Nope. They never made a book. That's an L. That's an L. You managed to have all of these thoughts, all of these ideas, and you never took time to write it down and create a book. See, how many people have to buy your book? One. You have to need one person to buy your book. That's it. That one person could be the most important person for you, and that person could tell the whole world, hey, you need this book. There are people who are dead right now who people are buying their books, and they're learning their ideas because they took it from here and they put it down here. And then sometime at some point, either they or a family member said, hey, these are important notes. We want the world to know about this. Get it from here because a lot of people die with the best ideas stuck right here. And it means absolutely nothing. Your ideas need to come from outside of here right onto a piece of paper. And then let me tell you something. Once you write it down, the possibility of you manifesting those ideas are going to heighten. And then you're going to have a sense of who you are and you're going to have direction. This is what the point is. You're going to have direction. The direction is the philosophy of your life. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, let's get to number eight and then we'll get to the rest of it. By the way, if you like this show, contribute right there. Uh, what are we doing here? Oh, here we go. Thou shall not, this is commandment number eight. Thou shall not judge thyself by one chapter in your life. Okay. Thou shall not judge thyself, thyself by one chapter in your life. All right. This is specifically for the young men out here. You're going through a struggle. You went through a bad relationship. You've been through a bad point of your career. You've been through a bad negative point in your life. You've been through a good point. You reached the stars. Okay. You were at the peak of your earning potential. But if you're judging yourself by who you are at that place in your life, that's where you're going to be in error. Even if you were living the dream, I've known a lot of men who had millions of dollars and they lost it all. And they always have these stories about when they had a million dollars and you ain't got none now. But they will define themselves by who they were when they had that money. No, you were who you were when you had that money, but you ain't that person now. Now you got to get back to that point. Or maybe you never get to that point. Are you satisfied with yourself or are you going to delete yourself? What is it? Let's talk about your downfalls. You had one bad season. Big deal. Everybody has bad seasons. That's the cost of being in the game. That's the cost of being in the game. All right. You have a bad season. You have a bad chapter. It's okay. You have to anticipate that part of this game, you're going to have a bad season. Part of this game, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have a bad chapter. But the key to all of this is how you parlay that into 
a negative from a negative from a negative into a positive. Every experience you have, you can take and turn from a negative to a positive. Every single one of them. Okay. So it's a part of your story. It's a part of who you are. And then you can celebrate that later on and say, this is what I overcame, or this is where I was, and this is how I lost it. Most men lose their money from money and drugs. Sorry, from women and drugs. Most men lose their money from women, drugs, or and or gambling. Let's go ahead and throw gambling on there or alcoholism. And despite everybody that knows that, we still have musicians out here dying from those very things. Prince, Michael Jackson, Mac Miller, you name it. R. Kelly, right? They're losing everything from this. Young Gunna, Young Thug, Gunna, they're still falling for the same trap despite the fact. Whitney Houston, all right? They're still doing it. They're still doing it. Women, drugs, gambling, or still trying to be who you were and say, try to say the money didn't change me. Hey, let me tell you something. Money should change you. Somebody said KS maybe. That's KS maybe. Okay. So in this situation, in this situation, money should change you. Absolutely. You should immediately change based on the money that you have. And it should, uh, you should understand in order to keep it, you got to change who you're around. You got to change how you operate it. You got to change how you fun function. And you got to forget those that were behind you. Okay. And these people are eventually going to rob you if you keep them around. I'm just letting you know right now. Just go ahead and accept that that's going to be a part of the process. You keep the same people around. They're either going to put you in a bad situation or drag you down back to where they were, or they're going to rob you. It is what it is. So you have one bad chapter in your life. That doesn't define you. Trust me, it doesn't. What it can do is you can parlay that into an experience in which you can teach other people. So I had bad experiences. I had good experiences with women. I don't share that here, but I've had a lot of positive experiences with women. The best experiences that I've had with women have all been short term. All right. So they're almost not even more to, much to talk about. They've been very short term and very specific. Everybody was on the same page. Most people got what they wanted. And then when one or more people tried to overreach, the relationship ended, and I ended it off on a positive note, as opposed to extending it and ending it off on a negative note, all right? But with that being said, the minute you try to extend the relationships is where you guys get in trouble, because you're ill-equipped for relationships. Everybody's ill-equipped for relationships. Nobody is operating on the same page, and everybody's operating from selfishness, okay? And we can identify it. The, the gig is up. Everybody knows what's going on, and this is why relationships aren't popping off and aren't successful. People are selfish, and everybody knows the game. Everybody knows the game, all right? But um, just because you have one bad year, one bad decade doesn't define you. Doesn't define you. What you have to do is turn that negative into a positive, right? It's going to be a part of your story, but it doesn't define you. Let me go back to one more thing. When I talked about writing everything down. Uh, people had that have done my coaching program, which we're going to push back out there. Uh, the best thing about writing thing down, things down is that it, de it allows you to decompress. It's a stress reliever because um, many times the, attitude, the, the, the ideas are stuck in your head and then you're trying to maintain your schedule. I keep a schedule like your boy, Brett Kavanaugh. And even when I deal with women, I write the women down, the woman's name down on that date that I dealt with them. 
This is how much notes that I keep. I don't put any other notes. You know what I mean? I ain't saying what their bra sizes are and how good their peace leave was. But I write down their name on that date on the calendar. All right. But it allows me to decompress because now I'm not thinking about things too much. It's on the paper. And now I know if I need to deal with it, I can go back to the paper. Right. I'm like, okay, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, there it is. And I can actually enjoy my life. All right. I can enjoy my life then. Oh, good. All right. Shit. At least I know it's on the paper. Most of the things that you think about, you forget about 85 percent of it. And I know that. So if that's the case, you have a notes pad or a, um, a voice memo pad where you can uh, if you're driving, you can activate the voice memo. Right. And then you can get the ideas out of your head. You can also use one of these to get the ideas out of your head and transcribe them. I've given people a secret on how to write books if you're not a reader or a writer. And one of them is through trans, uh, trans, um, transcribe, I'm oh, sorry, transcription. Transcription is one of the best ways to write books. As a matter of fact, most people that have written books have been through transcription or 80% uh, of the book was written and the author wrote 15% of the book and much of it was transcribed. Many of your best author authors have basically tag team books, meaning it was co-written by someone and and they had the basic premise. And then the author who was had a bigger name came in and donated 20% of the ideas and they did a co-production. Co and all they did was transcribe the writer's ideas, right? Transcription. Somebody says, what is transcription? Transcription means you take a piece of something that I basically I'm talking right now Someone transcribes it. Somebody basically takes my words from the video and puts it on paper. They can do it by copying it word for word, or you can do it for voice transcription. And then basically the words are right there. Now let's piece it together and make a book. Voice to text. People don't sit down and write a book like this. All right, chapter one, type, 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 type. And then the ideas flow from here to here. People might've done that in the past. But not even movies are written by this. Do you know movies aren't even recorded and written that way? Okay, so this is just a piece of game that I'm giving you. This is a piece of game that I'm giving you. Movies aren't even written that way. They don't sit down there, opening scene, tap, 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 dialogue back and forth, and they just write out the whole movie. It's written in pieces. It's actually recorded in, in reverse many times. It's actually recorded in reverse so that the character is actually developed and then the character develops. So by the time they get back, well, this is the first part of the movie. Okay, the person knows the character by now and they can act, actually um, act it out better. But um, anyway. Yeah, and it took revisions. It took other people to write the movies and come together. Hey, I got this part of the movie. This is the middle part. Okay, put that together with this part. Slap it together. All right, it's a process. The next thing about writing things down, and I'll get to the, the, the uh, contributors here, is everybody should have a one-year, a three-year, and a five-year uh, plan. Okay, this is something that I've given to my coaching clients. All my coaching clients start off with this, and I'm giving this to you. I actually have a sheet in my coaching programs that have this already set out. One-year, three-year, five-year, and you should be tracking it. All right, what do I want in one year? Where do I see myself in a year from now? You should be better than where you are now. 
in three years escalated. In five years, where are you going to be? Okay, one year, three year, five year. And if you really are ambitious and optimistic, give me a 10-year plan. Many people that can't even see that, see, you got to have vision. You got to have vision. Many men are blessed with vision. Most women are not blessed with vision or their emotions cloud their vision, okay? There's many men and women that have lived their life on repeat for 25 years. We call it peat and repeat. They live the same day, year in, year out, decade in, decade out, 15, 20 freaking years. Same damn address, same porch, same life. They went to the same liquor store. They got their same um, same bottle of Pop Fizz, same pack of Dominators. <laughs> All right, and they didn't have no vision or they let their emotions cloud their vision. This is one of the weaknesses of dealing with women sometimes is because they let their emotions cloud everything and they will make a snap judgment and they will actually put their life on a harder path by making the decision based off emotions. This is why we tell you, never make a promise when you're happy. Never make a long-term decision in anger or while you're sad. Because you don't want to make judgments about your life in that mindset. You always want to be like, all right, I'm even killed now. Let me pattern my life. Unfortunately, men are the only creatures here that are blessed with that ability to have vision and foresight to realize Hey, this decision made in anger will actually disable my life from being where I want it to be because I have a plan. One year, three year, five year. Uh, come out tonight and let's go smoke some dope and go party with these skeezers. Well, let me see if that's on my one year, three year, five year plan. Nope. Well, here on my notes, I have no partying with skeezers. So you know what, homies? I'm going to pass. Meanwhile, as soon as they go out there, they get arrested, shot, stabbed, beat up. They get accused from grape. They got some damn straggle daggle. You see what I mean? And it's always some bullshit that's going to pop off. And you went out there and it wasn't on your plan. See, men, you ain't got to go out every night. You ain't got to go out every weekend. What you trying to celebrate? You ain't got nothing to celebrate. You ain't got to be out there. Trust me, you got nothing to celebrate. It's always the people who have the least to celebrate that are always out there with the masses and the lemmings. Mm. <laughs> Y'all out there with nothing to celebrate. You've accomplished absolutely nothing. There's no need to go out. We can stay in tonight. We don't need to drink our sorrows away. Most of the people that go out, they don't like themselves. Have you ever noticed that? Let's go ahead and do this. Most of the people that go out all the time and they got to be going out and seeing, they actually don't like themselves. They act like they like themselves. They be walking around adjusting their shirt, looking at people. They got they they got they cool ass, uh, you know, hater hater blockers on. They like, yeah, man, Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, them people hate themselves. They got to drink themselves in the misery every damn weekend. And every time I go out and I look, I'm like, these people don't even like themselves. <laughs> and they got to be seen and they got to be flossy. They got to be flossing all the time. Man, go sit your ass down. <laughs> Massive levels and lengths of insecurity that they will go through. Same thing as the people that need relationships. They don't like themselves. 
I like myself way too much than to have somebody come into my life that ain't achieved the damn thing and want to give put input into my life. I'm like, damn, who are you? <laughs> and who gave you the who gave you the idea that I need to listen to anything you talking about? <laughs> anyway, I'm a little bit hardcore. It's always the women you they give you a little bit of leg and then they want to interject on about the life and the quality of life you live in. Look, ma'am, you here to lie on your back. You're not here to offer me life advice. You live with your mama. Come on. You're a single mama. And you going, you got nothing to tell me. Zero. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit hardcore. I know. People can't deal with me, but hey, it is what it is. I listen, I simplify my life. Oh, uh, one more thing is I don't believe in hope. I don't believe in cope. And I don't believe in prayer. I don't believe in any of that. I've seen people pray and pray and pray and pray, and they still in the same damn spot. They still eating pork and beans and Franks. And they prayed, pray. <laughs> they prayed and prayed and prayed. And they ain't get a damn thing out of it. All right. Have at it. All right. I don't hope. I don't hope nothing happens. I see how dumbass people act. And if in dumb dumbass people were in charge, I know I know I need to literally protect my neck. I'm like, oh, these dumbasses are in charge. I don't hope nothing changes. These dumbass people are in charge. I'm gonna just go ahead and protect my neck. If people are in charge that I have confidence and faith in, I'll be like, all right, I think we headed in the right direction. <laughs> all right. I study pattern what I do here. What I do here, just so you guys know, this is how you donate down at the bottom. Uh, let me tell you what I do here. This is our boys, the Bobs. The two Bobs are going to tell you what we do here. What would you say you do here? What we do here is we, stutter, we study patterns of human behavior. Based on how humans behave, we can qualify or quantify how stupid or how, how dumb of a path that we're on. Humans don't change their stripes. Humans will tell you where exactly where we're going. They will, you will get in a car full of people and you'll end out on the corner and uh, two women will be scrapping and your life will change, a.k.a. Um, Megan the Stallion. His dumb ass went out with them two straggle daggles. They went fighting and he started shooting in the air and now his life has changed. Man, look, dude, it's too predictable. As, a, as people, we're too predictable. I can clearly see where we're going. And I know when we ain't going nowhere good. And I can be, pretty much step off. Um, have y'all ever done that? You seen some shit about to go left and you basically left. And then everybody said, man, damn, you left. You missed it. And I was like, I didn't miss it. I knew exactly what's about to happen. Dumbasses. All right, um, <laughs> dumbasses, women, and alcohol, right? You you surround them. Um, by the time 1130 comes and you at the club, shit gonna pop off. You combine those things and male ego and insecure people, all right? Leave when it's time to leave. Never think you're gonna miss out. Okay, okay, okay. Simon Small says, for the gospel of the free agent lifestyle collection plate. Thank you, man, for contributing to this show. This is more... This is the most important information you're going to get as a man and a young man. 
All right, I'm going to save someone's life today. I know women are like, no, you're not. Hey, ladies, if you're a single mother and you have a son, you need to sit him down in front of me. He's going to get the realest information on how to be a man because you can't teach him. Trust me, you can't teach him a damn thing. All right, where you're leading him is to a path of nowhere. Odd, odd enough, you're leading to a path of nowhere. And I say that generally because there's always going to be one, not me. My kid is going to the Ivy Leagues. All right, go ahead. Most of them going to jail. Most of them going to jail or they're going to be a single father or a deadbeat father. That's statistically, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right? That's statistically. Your Look, patterns of human behavior will tell you more than not, more likely than not, he going to jail. There ain't nothing good coming from that. But keep trying. Keep on hoping. All right. So anyway, shout out to your boy, Scoop. He says for the coffee time, for coffee time, we got some coffee in here. My coffee's cold already. Us, the uh, We're going to call him Stephen A. Not Stephen A. Smith. He says 45 off the... Off the plantation, I believe he said. He says free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, brothers. There's a lot of very intelligent people in here. All right. Uh, River Bacon says my 60 uh, shades of gray joke last night. Funny moment. Yes, that, <laughs> that did sound like the 60 shades of gray. Yikes. What was he doing to her teenage body? That's what I want to know. All right. Shout out to the Gemini writer says I'm a 10, baby. Keep up the good work. Shout out to these women. She's a 10, baby. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a predator she is. Shout out to Ricky Webster. Ricky Webster supporting and French Toast Props. Do appreciate you back, Ricky Webster. DK, the king is in the building. Girlfriend had a miscarriage. 25-year-old praying mantis. Wow. Sounds like you dodged a bullet. Nature will take its course. Nature will do what it does. All right. Um, and now you're not the pappy. You're not the pappy. Uh, count your lucky stars. All right. And this situation here. Because maybe you weren't ready. You know, 25 years old as a young man already assuming parent uh parentage pay rentage you might not have been ready for that and guys nobody's ready for pay rentage all right you're not ready for pay rentage somebody says what's the cash app right there it's on the screen dollar size cga live that's not a decoration it's scrolling across the screen right there all right maybe you're listening um most people aren't ready for pay rentage most people aren't ready for relationships and marriage man they cost I know these things seem free, all right, but they cost, man. I wish everybody would be honest. All relationships are transactional. It's either money, energy, attention, or time. And when you get down to the, to the real business, it's going to cost you. You get into a relationship, how do you think it's going to be free? Nothing, you're not going to pay for anything? Bro, the cost is going to add the hell up. And uh, the realities of dealing with women, and this isn't a negative, ladies. The realities of dealing with women is this. Most things that they create are a debt. I mean, in any way you look at it, any way you slice it, they rarely ever create an asset. 
I mean, when you interact with them. I mean, specifically when you interact with them. It never is an asset creation. You never go back to your damn budget sheet and go, this was an asset. <laughs> Will you get it? Understand it. You create a baby, that's going into the deficit category. That's going to be a deficit. Now, some people might say, well, how do you talk about your kids this way? Um, you're not talking about your kids. You're talking about your balance sheet, all right? Your kids are lovable liabilities. For about 25 to 30 years, they will earn, they will put $0 in your bank account. Everything that they will do will cost you money. You will go into the red dealing with kids. The birth process is a debt. The pregnancy process is a debt. The consumption of romantic relationships and intercourse is a debt. It's not an asset. Now, she has assets that allow you to accumulate debt. Right? And then the process of even parting her legs is a debt. It's a debt. To entertain her is a debt. Where does he come back into an asset category? Not even your kids become an asset to you. Most of your kids will never become an asset to you. You will put it, which you're supposed to, you will put in and put in and put in, and some of them will achieve absolutely nothing. They'll give you nothing back. You'll return zero of them dollars back. Zero. But that's part of being a pay rentage. But you guys will completely lose fact of that, procreate, and then struggle your way until you figure it out. <laughs> Come on. It is what it is. Now, people don't like the way I say that, but it's the absolute truth. Relationships are a debt. They're not an asset. They rarely are assets. They're mostly debts. You will put money, time, energy, attention into that woman or that man, and nothing, rarely anything will come from it. Even if you have kids from it, it's a debt. All right, you know. This is just how I look at things. Sure, there's love. What about love? Love is temporary. Pain is eternal. I felt the pain of relationships longer than the love ever lasted. I've been out of a marriage for damn near 10 years, and the ghost of peace leave past coming back at me every day. Every day. And that relationship has yet to produce an asset. Not one single asset. I have, The only asset that relationship produced was my ability to parlay the negative into a positive by coming on YouTube. But still, I deal with the pain. <laughs> it produced children, and I love them, but they aren't assets to me. They cost. That goes in the deficit category. I'm in debt to them. And they ain't paying me back anytime soon. There will not be a payback unless one of these kids become a millionaire. But even then, that's their money. It ain't mine. It's their money. I'm not going to be like, well, you owe me money now. That's their money. Why do I get that back? Anyway, shout out to Mr. Harris. W. Harris says donations to the junior college tuition fund. Boy, the junior college. Went, hey, man, they biting out here, man. They biting. I ain't never seen a pawn this uh, this heavy shout out to from uh, uh, Batu. He says, Great words of wisdom as always, CGA. Appreciate you for that. Um, 
it is what it is. Somebody said, what about grandchildren? Most blue chippers pay for their grandchildren to go to school. If you're a blue chip mindset person, when you have kids and they have kids, yeah, that's great. Oh, you got like 10 years to deal see your grandkids. Most of y'all going to die before your grandkids is 11, 12 years old. All right, so, but enjoy enjoy the decade. And many of you guys are going to save up and pay for them so your parents don't have to pay. That's part of the blue chip mindset. So you're, so you're saving up. This is how it should work. You're saving up so that your children don't have to go into debt to their children. You actually put your grandkids in a better situation. That's blue chip mindset. All right, but what do we do? We do the direct opposite. We struggle. We straggle, struggle. Our kids straggle, struggle. Their kids straggle, struggle. <laughs> your kids should get an inheritance when you die as grandparents. What did most of y'all get when your grandparents die? Jack shit. Nothing. Your grandparents then being dead and gone and you ain't got nothing but a rusted ass watch. <laughs> That's all you got, a rusted watch. That's not what y'all y'all went through his damn, <laughs> especially with the amount of divorces that have been going out here. Most people already been broke. The family been broken up, broken up financially. You ain't got nothing. Some old VHS tapes of some old prawn. The girl came out, big saggy toddies. All right, big old bushy peace leave. She came out with big 1980s hair. And he was like, damn, grandpappy used to go in on this one. That's all you got. Big old bush. Around the cat. Yeah, that's all you got from your grandpappy. Anyway, I know we're having fun now. Hey, we'll get back to the contributors. Hey, appreciate you. Uh, 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 let's get to number six, seven. You know, number seven. All right. So if you're just showing in the show, all right, <laughs> shout out to you. Uh, commandment number 10, thou shalt simplify your life. Uh, commandment number nine, thou shalt write down everything. Commandment number eight, thou shalt not judge yourself by one chapter in your life, one year, one season. You're going to have ups and downs. Having problems are not a problem. You're going to have problems in your life constantly. It's how you deal with the problems. If you are all going to think there's, you're going to give uh, be problem free, you're out of your mind. So here we at, are at number seven. Okay, number seven. Thou shalt maintain a basic standard of fitness. Now you guys know that I'm from the fitness. Um, I'm from the fitness profession. I know people are like you. Who are you giving fitness advice, right? So uh, people don't realize that I was in pretty good shape. All right, but. Uh, that was a season in my life. I don't, I don't strive to achieve that anymore. All right. I don't strive to achieve that anymore. Um, there was a time that probably for a two or three year period, I was in good shape. I maintained many of this, much of those gains, but much of that has gone away. And I don't strive for that. A lot of people might see me, you should do this and you should do that. I'm not in that season anymore. All right. I would not in that season in my mid thirties to my early thirties to my mid thirties, almost to my forties. I was in that season. But I don't strive for that. I do strive to maintain a basic standard of fitness. Now, let me just go into this. And here's a picture just to prove it. All right. And pause, by the way. My, my shirt is off in this photo. My shirt is off in this photo. If you don't want to see it, I'm going to put it up for five seconds and take it down. This was in my mid-30s. 
um, go ahead and put it up uh, right there. Of course, there's filters associated with this to accentuate the cuts and all of these things. But as you can see here, I was in pretty good shape in my mid 30s. All right. Now, in my 40s, mid 40s, I'm in, I still maintain some of it to the point where a man in my mid 40s, I still look pretty good. All right. So people that deal with me, they look measure me against men in their mid 40s and I still look pretty good. All right. So with that being said, I don't strive. I don't strive for that anymore. And it's okay. Some people do strive for that, but I don't anymore. So it's okay. I don't I don't strive to be cut. I don't strive to be mat, uh, massive or any of that. Um, and it's okay. All right. I, it was a season of my life. But what I do tell men to do, what I do tell men to do is I do tell you to at least keep up with, and let me go ahead and put this up just so you can see. This is the minimum physical achievement and ability test standards for police officers. As you can see here, <laughs> 19 push-ups in a minute, 25 sit-ups in a minute, 300 meter run in 70 seconds, in 1.5 mile run in 15 minutes. All right, let me tell you something. Um, these are low standards to me. I mean, these are absolutely low. I can go out of here in halfway decent. I'm not even in good shape right now, and I can achieve all of these with ease. But this brings me to my point. Many men and women, many men and women in our country, I know for a fact cannot do that. I will venture to say, 60 to 65% of people in our country cannot do that. All right, they can't do it. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that... The racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. See, that's the attitude in our country today. They lower the bar so miserable that 19 push-ups in a minute is minimum standards. And with that being said, let me just talk it, chop, you, chop it up about the, the fitness profession and, and the fitness industry. Uh, people overcomplicate fitness. A lot of people are looking for the magic pill. A lot of people have wrecked their lives fitness-wise for 25 years, and then they say, oh, I'm going to get in shape now. And you used to give notes to the physical education teacher so you didn't have to walk a lap before PE class and stand around picking teams. All right. And so a lot of people negated or neglected their fitness to now they're playing catch-up. All right. This is a problem with the fitness industry because they there's a belief that there's a magic pill. And a lot of people and let me tell you, the fitness industry, I've been a part of it. I'm a, a strength and conditioning specialist with the National Strength and Conditioning Association. All right. Um, I have a degree in kinesiology and I've been around this industry for a long time in coaching. Right. So the, the industry is very disingenuous. A lot of people will come up with some new concept about how you can lose weight in six weeks or whatever these crazy concepts are. And it's disingenuous. A lot of the bodybuilders and fitness professionals that you follow, many of them either have extreme genetics in which they are already in some sort of shape 
and they can maximize their genetics to actually be in significant shape, or they have builds that they that they can pile, pile, uh, compound, do compound exercises and pile on muscle. I am like that. Genetically, I'm a mesomorph. Genetically, I'm compact. So that minimal exercise will produce great results based on my genetics. Not many people in my immediate family are fat. Many of you people have immediate family that are significantly overweight. So genetics plays a major part in that. Now, compound that with the narcissism in that industry. A lot of them are on some sort of supplements or drugs that will heighten those um, heighten those outcomes, okay? And they're not telling you about it, and they're very disingenuous about telling you. Even when you ask them, no, I'm all natty. Okay, so it's out of control. Oh, I eat chicken and broccoli only. I mean, come on, man. Chicken, broccoli, and all of these stuffs, and they will talk about your macros. People overcomplicate fitness. They significantly, they, I mean, these people are on trend, Diana Ball, HGH, all these supplements, they live unhealthy lifestyles. As a matter of fact, some of the most unhealthiest people you can follow are in the fitness industry. Some of the, I'm going to say it again, and not all, some of the most unhealthiest people that you follow are in the fitness industry. These people have no idea what they're doing. They're basically guinea pigs for every new supplement that comes out, and they're on some sort of drugs, and they have great genetics, and they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. If you're following a female fitness model, odds are you're following one of the most unhealthiest lifestyles out there. These people are crazy. They're guinea pigs. They eat crazy. All right. And not only that, not only that, they're doing diuretics. They have peak training seasons. They are out there. They take all their photos for the year in a three-month period. And then they don't look like that all day long. They're doing tanning. Uh, I mean, they don't, they're out of control. They're out of control. I, I've been in that industry and profession, and I've known some female and male fitness competitors. I would never follow what they're doing, not even once. Not one damn thing that I would do, I would follow. So with that being said, most people don't start their fitness journey because they overcomplicate it. Most people don't follow their fitness journey because they overcomplicate it. You go from zero fitness, and then I put up the minimum standards and everybody laughs. However, that's where you should start. Because you're not even starting because you want to start where your Instagram, favorite Instagram personality starts. And I'm saying don't do that. Start off with the damn someone, somewhat, somewhat fit trainer. Don't start off where this person is because by the time you try to do two weeks of exercise, you're going to quit. People don't walk. You barely know how to jog. You barely know how to keep your uh, hold your body weight in the position for a plank longer than 30 seconds. I don't know how you're getting any peace leave and you can't do that. Most people are completely out of shape and you're following somebody who has great genetics and they are also on compound supplements and they're also on testosterone. They're also on diuretics. They're also out of their mind cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Don't overcomplicate it. Start with the bare minimum. I know people that ain't did shit and they go out and run five miles. And then the next day, they all locked up and cramped up. Mm. Right? I see this all the time. I see this. The first time people come in, I I'll tell, I used to tell them what I charge for 10 sessions, paid up front. They would do 10 sessions and they say, hey, what happened? I didn't lose no weight. 
And I'm like, what gives you the idea that you was going to lose weight in 10 sessions? Shit, if it took me 10 sessions and I have good genetics, I'm not going to lose weight. I'm not going to be in great shape. I'll be in better shape than you. But if I can get it done in 10 sessions, then everybody could just piss off their fitness and then start at 10 sessions and then just be fit. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But where I tell you is that you should always maintain just the basic standards of fitness. And the basic standards is the bar is low in our country. You should be doing it. So if you're out of shape right now, I want everybody to start achieving just the basic level of fitness, male or female listening to me today. All right. If you have some sort of some people like crunchy food, some people like sweet food, some people like salty food, find a way to control it. Um, I forgot my props today, but I have a um, heart rate monitor that I take my heart rate every day. All right, don't look for the magic pill. Let's just do the basics. Check your heart rate every day. Check your weight. Check your body fat percentage. All right, you don't have to monitor those things every day, but monitor your weight every day. Monitor your heart rate every day. That's just the basics. Many of you people aren't doing that. You don't even have any health insurance. So um, these are the things that we tell you to do. All right, people want to do 20 minutes of, this was always the minimum standard, 20 minutes of cardio. Is this intense cardio? No. But if you want to have intense cardio in your life, that's the next level. But most of you guys have zero. And then you go in and you do your high intensity uh, anaerobic training, your hit. You do your hit. You go in and join CrossFit and you ain't never balanced the bar on your back. <laughs> right. You go in doing Krav Maga and um, you go in there doing uh, jujitsu. And you can't sit in the wall squat for 30 seconds, all right? It's it's embarrassing what people are doing. Let me tell you, 60% or better of people can't even do the minimum basic fitness standards. And the reason why is because you don't start because you're overcomplicating it. Coach, what should my macros and what should my macros be? And what should my splits be? Just get, your, get off your ass and start walking. <laughs> all right. Come on. Don't overcomplicate it. How many miles should I do under... Miles, go walk two laps around the track. All right, that's where we are. And that's where everybody should be. Unfortunately, our country is not here. They're not here. All right, most of you guys are just sitting around eating Uber Eats all day. Anyway, let's go to number six. I hope I convicted someone on that one. And I'm convicted myself. I should be in better shape than I am. And I've been in great shape. Like I said, I'm not the guy that's going to try to achieve six-pack abs. I had that. I'll take the two-and-a-half packs that I got right now. I don't need no six-pack. All right, I had a six-pack. Oh, by the way, um, a lot of people who are in great physical shape are broke as a joke. Because <laughs> they got all this time to spend in the gym. Now, I will say I know a lot of wealthy men who are on, they're on supplements and they're on uh, HGH. And they're in good shape because they can afford it. I don't know if you know how much this stuff costs, but it costs a hell of a hell, a lot of money. Uh, testosterone replacement, TRT, it costs money to be in to have that. So these are the fountains of youth. But many of the men that are in great shape and got all this time to spend in the gym, many times their finances don't match. And I, uh, when I was in the best shape of my life, I was broke. When I was in the best shape of my life and I had all this time to uh, be up in the gym and doing all this shit and being in there for an hour and 45 minutes and two hours, my bank account was flat. 
it was flat. So uh, with that being said, I decided to make some more money. <laughs> right? I was like, I'll make some more money. I'll fix the fitness later. Fortunately, I have decent genetics to do that. Anyway, let's get to number six. Number six of the 10 blue chip commandments is there is no deficiency that you cannot overcome. All right, this is the mindset that you have to have. All right, whatever deficiency you believe you have, you're black, you're a female, you're a male in a gynocentric society, you've been divorced, you're old, you're bald, you're short, you're fat. Whatever goal that you have, there's no deficiency that you cannot overcome. Now, maybe there's a disability that might be preventing you from doing something that someone in the mainstream society can do, sure. But there are people with disabilities that are doing exceptional things, even mental disabilities, right? They might have autism or something like that, or they may be on a spectrum. Look at Elon Musk. I'm pretty sure he's on some sort of spectrum. Some great musicians have big deficiencies socially or literally, like literacy, like R. Kelly can't read, apparently. So can't uh, Floyd Mayweather allegedly can't read. But that didn't prevent them from being uh, successful in other areas. But a lot of people will take one deficiency that they have and they will literally be like, well, th this is my crutch. This is going to hamper me for the rest of my life. Let me just tell you something. Many of the deficiencies that you have. Oh, he has Asperger's. Yes. Um, many of the deficiency. That's uh, we were talking about Elon Musk. All right. If you hang around Elon Musk, you will figure it out real fast. And I'm not sure you will probably figure it out real fast that he's probably on the spectrum of Asperger's or autism. He has to be. All right, because that's why he can intently focus on some of the things and come up with the ideas and not have any fear about putting them out. Many of you guys that are somewhat normal and not on a spectrum, you, you can't get the monkey off your back when a person who has Asperger's has no fear. Like people like Mozart, uh, these people had a social, uh, they had probably had a social spectrum that, per, that, that uh, did not, did not um, delay them from doing what they wanted. They had no fear. And they were like, I'm going to just do this. They had no fear. You have a lot of fear because you can out, you can psych yourself out. Or you have a deficiency that you literally will use as a crutch the rest of your life. They'll use it as a crutch the rest of your life. Okay, so um, I see people of all shapes, sizes, colors, genders, they're winning out here. And I see a whole bunch of losers with that same deficiency that say they can't win. And I'm going, how? It's proven that that is not as much of a crutch as you want to make it believe, as you want it to believe. There's people that divorce and they go through horrible divorces, they end up winning. And there's some men that go through horrible divorces and they end up losing. There's some women that go through horrible relationships and they end up losing and complaining about it 40 years later. They're still complaining about it. I told you about that woman that was in the salon and she was sitting there. I was I was letting the women rub all over me, them Asian women, Ling Ling and them. They was rubbing all over my shoulders and my arms. And this woman was going through three divorces worth of history in her life. And she's complaining about her first ex-husband, which was 35, 40 years ago. I saw a woman come into court one day in her 60s talking about a man didn't pay her child support um, for some kids that are adults in their 30s. These are crutches. These are deficiencies. These are things that you cannot move past in your life. You can't move past it. 
and you're letting it uh, uh, you're letting it hold you back. Brothers and sisters of my brother's brothers. Just because you're black does not mean you're not going to make it in this country. Now, where you live might determine that. And that you can change. So if you live in Memphis and you're black, that probably is not a good combination. Unless you're making barbecue or you have a blues restaurant. Okay. Other than that, or you're coming out with the next Young Dolph uh, version of music. Other than that, I probably would skedaddle. Now, I can change my location and then thus change the trajectory of my life. But if you compound that by saying being black and smoking dope every day and then thugging and then impregnating straggle daggles, all right, running from the police, trying to hustle and parlay uh, or, or trying to hit a lick. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> now you got problems. You see, your problem is that not that you're black. It's the problems that you've actually compounded. And compound is going to be one of your favorite words. Compound interest. Compound injuries is another thing that you need to worry about. It's one thing to injure yourself. It's one thing to continue to injure yourself or injure yourself to the point where it affects not one thing, but it affects multiple things. You guys have compound situations that you cannot overcome. It's not just one thing. It's multiple things. It's multiple things that get you. Say you have a vice which is a uh, drugs, which you chose to smoke, by the way. I've, I don't feel bad. Again, I, have, I don't have a heart. I don't, have, I don't feel bad for people who have drug problems. I'm like, you chose that. You literally chose that. And in the third grade, they told your ass not to put that damn pipe to your mouth, and you did it. All right, so. But it's addictive. I don't give a damn. You chose to do that. All right. Well, I have a disease. I'm sick. Yes, you are. And it ain't going to be my problem. Your, your problem ain't going to be my problem. But with that being said, I know it's difficult to get off drugs. So you need to figure out how to overcome that. You can overcome that. You can overcome that. If you have a mental health issue, a lot of people lean on it at like a crutch, which I am very much against. It only comes up when you do bullshit or when you're going to face accountability and punishment. Oh, I got mental health. It never comes up because I see your ass out here smoking, drinking, and uh, all of that, and partying. You didn't mention the mental health then. I saw your ass when the good times was rolling. When the good times was rolling, I saw your ass having fun. You didn't mental. You didn't mention mental health then. But as soon as accountability showed up, you got mental health. See, that's where I have a problem. That's where I have a problem with that particular industry because people use it as a crutch. You can get over that. It starts with you. First of all, you need to be accountable for the things that you that happened in your life as a result of that. I can't change that. Can't change that. But there's not a deficiency you cannot overcome. Gender-wise, male, female, whatever it is, you can overcome everything. But if you use it as a crutch, you'll never get anywhere. All right, so uh, we'll do number, did I do seven, six? We'll do number five, and then we'll do the contributions here. Oh, my goodness. Now we're going to get into kind of some of the women things here uh this is specifically for men but ladies you guys can listen to when it comes to dealing with women i know we have all sorts of strategies and tactics that we can do to deal with how you can best interact with women let me just tell you this when it comes to women leverage and options trump everything 
Let me go ahead and fin finish that up. Leverage and options trumps everything. There's no other bit of game that you need. If you don't have leverage and you don't have options, you will be on the constant chase in the pursuit of something that you will never manage to conquer. And if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. If you're dealing with a lot of mentally, um, stun it mentally in terms of stunt it mentally in their growth as a woman, they will try to leverage the one thing that they have against everything that you have. This is basically what the game is. People knew what this was before and they would put it in this proper perspective, but now we've gone overboard. Okay. With this and this, and as a result, relationships are not very good during this time. So don't blame me on this one. This is what's happening. But a lot of men are trying to cheat the system. And I've been calling them out on this one. You've been trying to cheat the system. And you're actually enabling men from getting where they need to get. Okay. You're letting men waste their time, which is a violation. You're letting other people waste men's time, which is a violation. Okay. Men are focusing 100% on the pursuit of women as if we were some sort of lion out here. And we're supposed to be chasing women like lions chase women, out, uh, chase female lions out on the savannah, which is a myth, by the way. They don't chase a damn thing. The straggle daggle lions chase, but the alpha lions don't. Okay, because that lion has leverage. You as a man should have leverage. And a lot of men are trying to operate without leverage. There was a time when men had the bulk of the, uh, the, bulk of the income. That is leverage. Now men... There's in many cities, men have less of the income and women have more of the income. Is that is that actually favoring you or in a uh, disadvantaging you? It's actually disadvantaging you when they have more of the income. And then what do they do? When you had more of the income, you would come down here and help someone that did it. But when they have more of the income, they go, well, we need men with more income. They don't come down and help the men with less income. So in that case, we're out of balance and out of whack. And more power to them. I'm not telling them to change that. But that's what's happening. When they got more income, they're trying to get men with more and more income. When men have more income than women, we actually went down and helped one up. That's called leverage. They're not using leverage. They're actually trying to leverage to get up a little bit higher. Now, options. Chris Rock said, a man is only faithful as his options. Same thing with many of you. Your options are low because the bar is low. You don't have many options. Most of the women that you guys bang are quite honestly low-hanging fruit. Let's just go ahead and admit it. I don't want to hear the bullshit about the small percentage of men that are out here banging top models. I don't want to hear it. Okay, you guys are banging low-hanging low fruit. Now, how can you get higher-hanging fruit, right? Where the fruit is up higher, right? That's where everything is. How can you get that? Leveraging options. There's not enough mouthpiece and game that can get you there for the most of you. Like nine out of 10 of you. You can say whatever you want. You can learn text game. You can learn manipulation. It ain't going to get you where you want. It's only going to cause more problems. Because now you got to do what? Which most people don't acknowledge. The post care of dealing with these type of women. Just like I told you earlier, dealing with women come, comes as a debt and a deficit for you. Most people who preach to men about 
being successful with women, never really acknowledge the post-operation or the maintenance required with you trying to manipulate women. They never mention it. But trust me, it's there. Just like when people say happily ever after in a marriage, they never admit, they never admit that there's going to be problems in marriage until your ass walks that aisle and hit reality and go, wow, there's much more to this than I thought. Women say, I thought it was going to be better than it actually is. They thought they were going to get more and more, but when marriage happens, you get less and less. You thought as a male, you'll get more and more sex. What you are going to get is less and less. But people don't acknowledge that. And even when I acknowledged it, they say I'm bitter and hurt or I'm lying or something like this. But that's the reality. When it comes down to it, every man should understand the absolute best that you're going to get out here. And this doesn't mean you're going to avoid problems with women. The absolute best that you're going to get in terms of women out here is when you have leverage and when you have options. Other than that, you're playing a losing game. You're playing a losing battle. You're playing a losing battle in which you're going to be surprised at the maintenance bill when you show up. Okay, 100%. I think my cleaning crew is here a little bit earlier. So let me get to the cash apps and the PayPals. Appreciate y'all for supporting today's show. Who do y'all want to hear from while we transition to this Francis? Tequila way. Shout out to Francisco in here, PayPal style. He says this fake ball head sellout blackie is a Uncle Tom because he doesn't support BLM and ain't pro blackity black and loves them Kaylee and every woman but black women. Hey, move over, coach. I can do some shuffling too. Appreciate you, man. And shout out to them flatbacks out here. I'm on flatback seat. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! That was from my man, Mr. Falk, of course, all in humor. Appreciate you for contributing to the show once again. And who is in here? Mr. Mr. Uh, we, he says, keep teaching coach, hashtag free agent lifestyle. That's from my man, Owen. Owen R. That's what we'll call you. He's not Owen in his relationships, though. And let me see here. Who Make sure we don't give out his government name. CGA, I'm 42, make $300,000 a year as a vice president and a college professor. Should I have kids? He says, don't think I want to risk having kids with an American woman. So only option I have is with the Colombiana. He says, what say you? That's from my man, P. Horton. We won't give him his whole government name because he's he's got the bag out there. Wait. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> um, it's a major gamble. You guys gotta really calculate the risks out here. Um, you know, most people will not, most men will not raise their kids from zero to 17 most men will absolutely i know people don't want to hear this and i've showed you this chart um there's stepdaddy season out here uh, uh if you have kids are you comfortable with another man raising your kids that's the question i want to ask you 
because that's what the, that's probably the best case scenario that you're going to have. Are you comfortable with that? Because you're probably not going to be involved in that. I mean, sure, you could. But in our country, 17.5% of all households, of, of households, of all households, only 17.5% of them, here's another statistic, are biological father, biological mother, and kids. The rest of them are on some broken home bullshit. They're on some single mother. They're on some single father. They're on some co-parenting. Uh, they're Skittles. The, the original co-parenting with Skittles. I mean, we're out of control. Are you comfortable making that amount of money and not being daily involved in your kids? Let's just say you're part of the 17.5% that are in a biological mother, biological father, and child household. Let's just say that. Is there any chance that she's not interfering in your parentage in that situation? You have to think about this very, very strongly. Many of you guys do not see, listen, many of you guys live less than five miles from your kids and you can't even see them. Legally, you can't even see them. Now, when I tell you, go to Colombia, go to Dominican, go to, go to somewhere else, they're like, no, man, why would I do that? You can't even see your kids and they live around the corner. You got to ask the mama like she owns the kids. I want to see my kids. Here, I brought $500 in the bag of Pampers. You need to bring $700 before you see my, your kids. This is what most fathers deal with, this type of bullshit. Now, you're rolling the dice. Just go ahead and roll the dice. Uh, people that don't haven't watched my show, uh, people are like, what do you mean 17.5? All right, let me see here. American, uh, here he, oh, damn, I'm, I'm, I've knocked this co coffee over like eight times in, during this show. <laughs> he doesn't want me to have it. Let's show you this stats, and a lot of guys will, statistics, uh, statistics don't matter. And of course, when you put these statistics to real numbers, you're talking about a pretty, a lot of people. But um, still, still, with, with, with that being said, we're a culture that um, advertises co-parentage. Co-parentage is seen as some sort of magical solution, which it actually causes more problems, but there's just not enough data out yet because we're just going through our uh, first generation of co-parents, like le legitimate co-parents, where the man has 50%, the kids have 50%. All right, there's the, there's the story right there. Just 18% of American households are families with married parents. So when you ask me, um, uh, by the way, a two-parent household is seen as an advantage in our country. It's seen as what they call privilege. And oftentimes it's associated with white privilege. Having two parents is literally an advantage for the kids. This is how sad we are as a society. How is that an advantage when that should be a norm? But in our society, what we will say is, hey, the woman can focus on her career. So I could focus on my career. The man could somehow try to patch himself together with five side hustles. Then he's a co-parent at best. A co-parent at best. At worst, he has supervised visitations or um, something like an 85-15 schedule, which he has majority custody. This is seen as, oh, that works in our country. Are you willing to roll the dice against the mindset? Again, we study patterns of human behavior. We don't hope and we don't pray over here. Are you willing to roll the dice 
against hope and praying? Are you willing to roll the dice against this number? Are you willing to roll the dice that you're a successful man and that you will be in your kid's life forever and choose from the mindset of the pattern of the human behavior that we have in America? Are you willing to roll the dice against that? I mean, I'm just asking. I can't answer that question for you, sir. All I can say is roll the dice. Roll the dice. By the way, this number was almost uh, 40% about 30 years ago. This is where we are in our country. That's what you have to think about. Um, anyway, I do this service for men, and I haven't yet cursed. I haven't called women out of their name, and yet I get shadow banned. I get told that I'm giving, making incendiary comments against a minority population. You haven't heard me curse once. Only people that have cursed and said negative things have been the clips that I've ran, mostly women in the clips cursing, not me. I haven't said anything negative. All right, I said something negative against your hope and praying. All right, that's your problem. It ain't mine. All right, but I have here people that uh, will, uh, they won't promote my channel. They actually make it difficult for me to continue to say these messages and they don't notify you of the, the thing. They slow my streams down. I mean, all I'm doing is giving you some tough love that many of you guys need. All right, let's get to the cash apps. David says, faith without works is dead, coach. So we got to do the work. Faith, faith without work is dead, all right? For you guys hoping, uh, I feel bad for people hoping that the government dishes you out of check because your people went through slavery. I feel bad for you people, man. I feel bad. I mean, it's literally one of the most ridiculous things I've heard in a long time. And there's people waiting around for this day. I'm like, God dang. I mean, how low can you go? I mean, that's faith without works. Uh, I feel bad for you. I wish I can talk you out of that mindset and talk you into a different mindset, but you're, you're waiting for something that is never, never going to happen. All right. You voted people in that look like you and they didn't make it happen. What makes you think is going to happen? So I want people to move on, especially men. I don't care if the women have that mindset. They need that mindset. They're used to getting paid to by somebody. But when I see men have this mindset, I really feel bad for you. Really. It ain't never going to happen. They gave in money to Ukrainians. They've given money to illegal immigrants. And I'm going to tell you why it's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you why it's not going to happen. Because they need your ass to be a slave. I mean, come on. If I'm running a company, why would I give my company the CEO money? Mm. <laughs> it's embarrassing. That's the same thing as the student loan debt. They should cancel student loan debt. Why? That's their biggest moneymaker. Their biggest moneymaker is your ass being a slave on student loan debt. <laughs> come on, man. I mean, what, what, come on. Where's Joe Biden at? How dare you? Why would they give up their biggest moneymaker? Their biggest moneymaker is having you in poverty. And you know why they need you in poverty. You know why they need you in poverty. I'm channeling my inner George Carlin here. They need you in poverty to scare the piss out of the middle class to keep them working. I got money. Because if you're not down there, the middle class stops working. And we saw that during the 2020 and 2021. The middle class literally stopped working and it threw a monkey wrench in the entire economy. So they need you down there so they can scare the piss out of the middle class and keep them work running, basically running to nowhere. 
It's all a strategy. And by the way, I have a tyrannical mentality. And I have a God complex. So I can figure these things out pretty quickly. Because that's what I would do, too, if I was in control of a company. <laughs> I would keep the people down here, scared the piss out of these people, make you come to work on time so you don't become these people down here. All right. And then I'm at the top making you guys do all the work. I mean, come on. <laughs> While I collect from all the proceeds and dish you guys out a little bit of money just because you just overbroke, you can barely make it into work and you work the hardest. Hey, man, it's a simple concept. <laughs> come on man come on man shout out to uh uh risky risky sorry riskly rewarding mr josh he says uh when you do 304 tiktoks shows there are five times the viewers again you know what i mean uh, yeah, if I do, I, I notice that if I'm talking about women specifically five times of viewers, uh, even on my TikToks, if I do something, this is a man's motivation video. Nobody watches 2000 views. Then when I do a video, single mothers, this 61,000 TikTok views, then people come here. Why are you always talking about women? Come, dude, this is YouTube. Isn't the point to get views? <laughs> come on. Shit. When I talk about women, women show up, people show up. When I don't talk about women, they don't show up. Shot the boob for the Jack Shack fund. We in here. Who just got popped at the Jack Shack, by the way? Oh, it was, um, what's the dude named Deshaun Watson? What a crazy guy. Shout out to Cesar Ramirez. Appreciate you for the super, for the cash app. And uh, Jeff M says, I joined the military at 17. It gave me direction. Well, you know, I have a very mixed feeling about the military um and um you know i have a very mixed feeling but a lot of guys if you lack direction might be the best place for you to go it will give you a sense of those years because we really get to the years where um i, I tell you about age and chronological age or, or your yeah your chronological age your mental age your biological or your physical age most people's ages don't match Right. There's a lot of people that are chronologically or time wise 18, but they're mentally 12. There's a lot of women that are chronologically 35 and mentally 15. But there's a lot of people that also age their wisdom, their wise beyond their ages. There's 25, but they're 40 mentally. There's some people biologically they're developed. Women can be developed early on. I mean, this is literally what happens and they call them kids, but they're not kids. They're adolescents. They're they're treated like adults. They're physically, they have a body of a woman, but they're mentally 12. And age chronologically, they're 16, 17, maybe. And there's some women that are opposite. They're shaped like ironing boards and they never develop, but they're 32. And mentally, even they could be 32. But everybody's ages don't match. Age is nothing but a measure of time. Never come in here and think because you're an age that you're better than another person because mentally you could be worse. And because you're physically better, like somebody could say, well, I'm physically better than you and I'm 18. That don't mean shit. Where are you at mentally? You're just physically developed, but mentally you're challenged. And time-wise, chronologically, you're just measuring time. Born date, current date, dead date. Mm. One more point on that. A lot of people will live and die in, at 50 and live 
a hundred times the life of a person that lived and died at 85. Person at 85 and lived and did nothing, but I, uh, another person will live and die at 50 and did a hundred times more things than you did. So just because you can measure time doesn't give you an indication of what happened. Doesn't tell you anything but a measure of time. All right, so anyway. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I want to live 50 and good. I want to live 85 and good. I want to live 90 and good. But some people live their last 25 years like this. Drooling. Is that what you want to do? Taking up space and oxygen. Or do you want to be healthy during those years? Well, they lived to 90, but at 72, they were like this. Drooling on themselves. Shitting on themselves. Pissing on themselves. And for 25 years, somebody had to wipe their rear end. Is that how you want to live? Well, let's get to the physical part of it. <laughs> I hate to get graphic, but it is how it is. And by the way, some of you guys that are in your 40s are taking care of your parents and they're pissing and crapping on themselves. And you just gave up your whole life to take care of them. Uh, Not I. Not I. I will not be doing that. My kid, my parents will be in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah, I'll be drooling on junior college girls. That's what I'll be doing at 75. Where's our boy? Where's our boy? Here comes the bankroll. Here it comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's, that's what make it happen? This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bass shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. In all hopes in life, I hope I'm in my 70s living like that. The dude looks like he got his faculties. He's healthy. He says he can perform sexually in the bed. Hey, that's the best life I can think about in my mid-70s. All right, drooling on some feet. <laughs> all right. Put them feet out, girl. I know I can't give you nothing else. All right, Don Papo says, been ninja watching for a while. Thanks for pushing through, coach. Appreciate you, Don Papo, original coach gang member. Let's give you some more commandments. Uh, Timestamps will be up by the evening. If you're just joining us, commandment number 10, thou shall simplify your life. Commandment number nine, thou shall write down everything. The commandment number eight, thou shall not judge yourself by one chapter in your life. Commandment number seven, thou shall maintain a basic standard of fitness. Commandment number six, there's no deficiency that you cannot overcome. And commandment number five, when it comes to women, leverage and options trumps everything. Trump's game, Trump's masculine frame, it trumps everything. If you got options, she going to realize that and you're going to win. All right. And you can replace her ass. All right. You ain't going to do what I say. Okay. Out. You out. All right. Shout out uh, to number four. Thou shall admit that sex is not free. Now, there's a lot of men out here that will not admit this. All right. And I feel bad for you. And you're, these are men that are leading men. Uh, sex is not free. In every way, you're going to pay in a variety of, of ways. And many times money was your best outcome to get to the end result. Many of you guys want to babysit women and you want to guys want to do things and you guys claim it's free. You're talking to them rel relentlessly. She's sitting there wasting your time. 
<laughs> you'll never waste more time in your life than pursuing free sex. You'll waste an infinite amount of time. By the way, time is your greatest resource. It is what you do everything is with. You parlay time into money, but you cannot turn money into time. But people will have you waste years, decades, minutes, hours in pursuit of free sex. And it ain't free. Most of the sex gives you nothing in return but a good little uh, feeling for about 35 or 40 seconds. All right, that's all it's going to give you. And then at best, it, at worst, it's going to give you a debt. You will constantly make mistakes in pursuit of free sex. Like uh, you'll have you'll have sex with your neighbors, which is a blatant violation of the free agent lifestyle. I don't care how bad your neighbor is. As Actually, it's a violation of the covenant of uh, the Ten Commandments in the Bible. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. Okay, that means all kind of bullshit happens by having sex with your neighbor or your neighbor's wife. I don't care how bad she is. She lives near me. We can't have sex. Now, I violated this rule several times. But when you do this, you're setting yourself up for failure. She can offer it to you for free. At some particular point, it's going to come to an end. And that's where you're going to experience the pain. Most people experience the pain of free sex well after the sex has been achieved. Let me give you another hint on this one. Um, it says right here, that's actually a part of the next note. But they'll play this game in various ways, okay? And they'll have you out here constantly thinking that it's a free uh, pursuit. And it's not. It's absolutely not free, all right? Actually, um, uh, many men will lower the bar in what's required of a sexual partner in order to achieve a free nut. And you'll celebrate it. Meanwhile, I'll never see a picture of these women. You'll claim to be dominant or you'll claim to be alpha and you'll claim to be out here conquering peace leave. And I'll never see any pictures of these women. By the time a picture happens to be leaked out, this person don't look like a woman. Looks like a man, baby. Or it looks like a gorilla or a mantity or it looks like a uh, mastodon. It looks like a grape ape. I don't know what this person is. Is this who you're achieving? Is this what you're celebrating? Again, men will celebrate the bar being low all day long. These same people will be people that are going out to nightclubs and bars, and then they're acting like they're successful. Mm. Celebrating absolutely nothing. Somebody says, what's the formula, coach? When I did the show, I've done so many shows here, but I did the formula of um, when, how to qualify it, and I gave you three. It was um, going to be, oh, I have to actually look it up. Because I give you so much stuff and I actually forget it. Do you want it fast? Do you want it cheap? Or do you want it um, with high quality? I believe it is. What is it? Fast, cheap, or high quality? You can only get two at best. You can't get it fast, good quality, and cheap. It, it, it don't work like that. Every now and then you will get it. Faster, cheaper, better. That's, the, that's what it is. Pick two. Pick two. Faster, cheaper, better. Faster, cheaper, better. Which Pick two. You're not getting all three. A select group of men could get all three. Most of the men that are on YouTube can't get all three. Many of the people that are on YouTube that are saying they get it faster, cheaper, better, when you see the results, they don't even have two of the qualities. They barely have one. <laughs> Barely have one. As a man, I'm trying to teach you. Do not follow in the, those footsteps. They're not showing you the actual results. Faster, cheaper, or better. Pick two. You're probably only going to get one. 
at all times, you're probably going to get one of those. Be it cheaper, but the fast and better part ain't going to come your way. If you want it fast, the better and cheaper goes bye-bye. It's going to be low quality and it's going to be expensive. If you want it better, then go ahead and pay up. It ain't going to be cheap and it's going to come slowly. <laughs> when you want high quality, pay up. If you want a certain thread count on your bed sheets, pay up. If you want, if you say, hell no, I'll sleep on low thread count sheets. Guess what? Your body's going to pay for it. At some point, something's going to pay for it. There's no such thing as these free transactions and everything you do. You want a fast job, you probably ain't going to get paid very well for it. There's always a result. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. But you guys out here convincing men that it can be attained free on a consistent basis, and it's just not true. So thou shall not, thou shall admit, all men shall admit, if you want to follow these commands, you shall admit that sex not free. Matter of fact, that takes us to number uh, 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 three. Thou shall understand that sex from the past can and will come back to haunt you. Oh, the ghost of peace leave past. Shout out to Chris Rock. On this line of I get free sex or I'm going to get it for free, I'm going to get it faster, cheaper, and better, which is a myth on most occasions. How you're really going to pay is somebody from the past is going to come up and rear their ugly head, and you're going to have to deal with the consequences of burying your salami or your outsides and their insides. You're going to have to deal with the consequences. It's a sad thing. We showed you the video of that reverend, that pastor that was up there that had an affair with a woman for 27 years, and it came back to haunt him. Okay? It came back to haunt him. But most of you guys out here thinking Johnson is your solution. I'm going to give her this Johnson. Nope. At some particular point, the Johnson ain't enough. She's going to want more. And if she don't get more, she's going to come back to haunt you. Okay? Let me give you another indication of this, just so we can put it plain and simple, because it doesn't always have to end in you being embarrassed. It doesn't have to always end in a domestic violation situation or a allegation. Shout out to the false alligators out here. They're somewhat undefeated. Here's another one. You guys have made it with a woman. Produced children. This woman turns out to be not the woman that you made it with. And you've had to deal with that in your entire life. You've had a wife, you've had a baby mama who you were cool with. You guys were both practicing sex. You guys weren't in the act of procreating, but there's that's what you were doing. But you thought you guys were both enjoying some company. You busted inside of her walls, and guess what? You produced a child. Every day you wake up, read the sentence again. You will understand that sex from your past can and will come back to haunt you. You will have to live the rest of your life with this woman because you procreated with her. Now, whatever crazy idea comes up in her head, anytime she's off her medication, anytime she wants to get some attention from you, every time she wants to penalize you for not being in a relationship with her, every time she wants to interfere in your parentage, every time she wants to poison the kids with some sort of um, parental alienation, you stuck with it, sir. You stuck with it. Every now and then, the ghost of peace leave past will come back to haunt you. So you better take this thing seriously that we call sex. I know here we take it not so seriously. Oh, I pumped and dumped her and I kicked her out and I kicked her in the booty and I busted on. We take it like it's frivolous and it's not. There's a lot of soul ties. There's a lot of soul exchange. There's a lot of 
what uh, Napoleon Hill talked about, sexual transmutation happening where you get her energy, which is the spirit of Jezebel many times, and then she gets your energy, which then she can replicate, replicate human beings from. She gets your energy and that alpha energy that you're giving her, that masculine energy that she's giving you, actually she can transmute that into other things. She can transmute that into money, attention. She can transmute it into time. It's a very powerful activity that you're participating in, but we don't really count that. With that being said, these are the people that are going to be a part of your life forever. And if she is of the spirit of Jezebel, sometimes it can be put into your system. And now you're operating out of dysfunction. You're operating not in a balanced way. You're operating where then now she controlled and owns you. A lot of these people have voodoo and witchcraft that they're participating in. Never underestimate that. All right. And then you take on that spirit. If you're banging these girls on Seeking and picking them up on Figueroa, you're taking their spirit onto you. Okay. And a lot of these people are operating in the spirit of Lilith. Okay. It's happening. Don't tell me this is not happening. This is happening. And we discount this. We discount this. We're mixing biology, sometimes bodily fluids. There's a lot going on just other than intercourse. And with that being said, some of these things will come up and rear its ugly head. Some of you guys got packages that you can't get rid of as a result of having intercourse with a woman. You have your salami looking like Nestle Crunch and Almond Joy and Mounds. All right. It's looking like that. And that's because of who you selected. And you celebrated it, by the way. And you selected that person. And now your, your, your stuff crunches when it munches. <laughs> some of y'all got the drip and all of that stuff some of y'all got the heavy jivvies that you can't get rid of it is what it is and these are all consequences that men face from participating with women who are in these streets it is what it is let it burn <laughs> all right anyway and by the way a lot of your dating coaches and all of them got stds too i won't even talk about that mm. this is all alleged there's no way you can get 250, 300 body count and they had your salami dripping. There's no way. <laughs> there's, dude, there's no way you can enter and exit and have people slob. There's no way. There's And by the way, there's people that talk like this on YouTube, very much more graphic, and they got millions of followers. There's no way that you ain't been to the clinic. There's no way you ain't went to go see the doctor. <laughs> there's no way piss and fire there's no way i wish people again these are the things that i'm saying people aren't being honest about but i'm not telling them to reveal their medical health they should be telling you when they're pumping up in these low hanging fruit they need to be telling you that they be dripping like a faucet every now and then This is hard. This is what I tell my, this is the son, this is the teachings that fathers should be telling their sons. But guess what? Most men grow up without a father. And this is why y'all running around here reckless and with reckless abandon out here in no direction. This is why. And this is why you guys are all out here simping and wasting significant time and energy and attention and sometimes money for something that gives you no return. I mean, it is what it is. And all men have to learn this. It is what it is. 
All right. Anyway, uh, give you number two. This is what men have to do here. <laughs> uh, med- medicine cabinet, all full of pills. Hey, man, if you really don't understand how many of these, because uh, we're talking about from the male perspective. So when I say women are on head meds, statistically, more of them are on head meds than men. But we're talking about men dealing with women. So I'm not just saying women are the crazy ones. But uh, a lot of them are on something, bro. They're on something. And some of them need to be on something. You guys cannot underestimate this, especially if they're under the age of 30. If they're under the age of 30, highly likely, I wish I could pull that stat up. Highly likely, probably in the neighborhood of 40% of them are on something. Antidepressant, uh, some sort of uh, ADHD medication, ADD, uh, recreational drugs, cocaine. They be snorting. They be on the cokey. They be on the coca. They're not going to tell you on the on day was on the coca, but they was on the coca. Mo- I mean, not Molly, uh, perks. Alcohol. Oh, the alcohol. Oh, my God. Alcohol. Oh, my God. If you really, really wanted to know how many of them be on the a- 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 alcohol and they be on pills. Woo. By the way, this is a billion-dollar industry in our country. That's like saying not all men watch prawn. Okay, we know a lot of men watch prawn. The, the pharmaceutical industry is worth billions of dollars. That means that a lot of people that you deal with, they own something. And then they combine it with alcohol, or they combine it with reckless lifestyle. Bro, just... That alcohol is out of control. Our culture with alcohol, I tell you, man. I, I'm not a big alcohol drinker, all right, because I like to always be in control. I'm a control freak. I am a tyrant. I am definitely, I always want to be in control of my faculties. I never like the, hey, let's all, like, leave your car over here, and we'll go over here and party and get drunk, and then we'll drop you off somewhere. Then you got to go buy, get your car somewhere the next Couple of days. I hell no. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'd rather go and drive myself and go sober than to deal with all of that collection activity at the end. And then you get there, the person ain't there with the car keys. I've seen so much stupid shit. I'm like, why would you even do that? Oh man, I can't get my car. The car gets towed. Then you gotta go get your car out. What the f- man? Hell no. I w- I'll stay at home if we gotta do all that. <laughs> I don't trust people like that. And I don't trust, oh man, I did that one time and I had a car full of, in Southern California, I had a car full of firearms that I took to a firearm range. I went to go see this girl in Long Beach. She lived in an apartment complex. You can park right here. I parked my car there. They towed it. Trunk full of firearms. In the middle of the night, we trying to scrounge together money because the ATM fees was just so crazy. We trying to scrounge together money which she was trying to do. I told her she's bailing my car out. I ain't paying shit. All right. So she went there to get my damn car out of Hawk $350, $400 later. And I'm like, what was this headache worth, worth it? This headache was not even worth it. That little piece leave I got was not even worth it. I already had that piece of leave. I could have just stayed at home. <laughs> Man, please. So these are the things that you do. This is what causes you to be in deficit in life. This is what causes you to shoot yourself in your own foot. 
Say I got pulled over with a trunk full of fire. Where are you coming from, Negro, at 2 o'clock in the morning in Long Beach? Yeah, that's going to go well. All to get a little bit of salami wet. All right, I'm telling you, man, you guys literally. So the point to be made here on number two, commandment number two, you can love women or understand them. You cannot do both. This is the commandment that we live by. This is why it's number two. It's up there with number one. But this is the commandment that I live by. And I've chosen to live this life. Remember, commandment number 10, thou shall simplify your life. Not simplify. Thou shall simplify your life. The way I simplify my life is this commandment here. I can understand them or love them. I cannot do both. I cannot mix it up. I cannot have understanding of her and love her. I can't love her and understand her. I got to do one or the other. <laughs> That's the nighttime. That's the nighttime I spill coffee. Oh, my goodness. Now I spilt it on my board here. Where's my napkins? You cannot understand them and love them at the same time. You have to suspend reality in order to love them. You have to overcome abuse in order to love them. Like, you have to really accept abuse in order to love them. But if you understand them, you will understand that many of the things that they do towards you is abusive, but society doesn't acknowledge it, right? Like microaggressions, like her constantly wanting to talk to you. I want to just talk. I want to understand. That would be going to lead to abuse. But they don't call it abuse. We call it nagging. We call it a part of their behavior. And we excuse it. Oh, that's just her nagging. You mean that's her being abusive to you? Yes. So I understand that that's abuse and I will call it out immediately. No, no, no. We, you're not going to nag me. You're not going to abuse me. What? Me abuse you? That's not abuse. Yes, it is. Especially when you do it every day or every other day. You're not going to do that to me. You're not going to be abusive to me. What do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, look. You're going to walk or I'm going to walk or you're not going to abuse me. We're not going to argue. We're not going to argue. And that's the end of the discussion. Okay. Now, if they want me to love me, well, you have to take my abuse. If you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Bye-bye. I understand that a lot of things that they do to you can be abusive. In that way, I can't love them. Because as long as we accept the abuse and say, just hold masculine frame, and this is how you deal with women when they shit test you, I cannot love a person that is going to abuse me. Now, on the other hand, women can are always on a path to understand men, and they can never understand men. But they're always on the path to understand men. Why do men do this? Why do men do that? Well, this is what we do. In essence, since they're on a path of understanding men, hold on tight. They can never love men. They can never love you as long as they're trying to understand you. Again, it works the same as it does for them. A woman that loves a man understands that that's a man. And there ain't no amount of understanding that's going to help this relationship go along. She's going to go, I love that man. I don't get it, but I love him. She's going to say, that's a man. I can't change that man. I don't have the power to change that man. But that's a man, and I love him. See, there's very few women that are willing to do that today. She always got to be on the path of understanding men. Well, ladies, if you're on a path of understanding, that means you can no longer love that thing that you understand. That's what I know. As much as I understand women, it's going to be hard for me to love them. But I got to take them as they are. I understand why you're doing things. But 
we can have a temporary relationship, but there'll never be love. And this is the commandment that you guys got to live by. Uh, a, a lot of people are trying to give excuses for them, right? Wait, uh, a lot of people will say, a lot of women will say, unfortunately, this is going to work to their deficit, right? They'll say, I'm more than that. I'm more than a woman. I'm more than this, guys. Um, this means she's highly complicated, and I don't want highly complicated people. This is a very simple transaction. It's straight across the board. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not above parting with money. Money is something that I can replace. And I'm not above giving you a little bit of money to shut your mouth, right? And not deal with abuse. But when a person says, I'm more than that, or I just want more than money and love, my love don't cost a thing. And I'm more than my looks. And I'm more than, you're complicated. And I'm more than this. I'm smart. I'm just not beautiful. I'm smart and beautiful. I don't need all that. What I need is your beauty. And I need it to be laying down right here. Or I need it with your face in the pillow. That's where I need it. <laughs> all right. I don't care how smart you are. I'm not having a contest. We're not having a, this is not debate team. Now you might be offended by that, but that's what I want. I also don't want to have a complicated conversation with you. I'm not interested in that. You might be interested in that, but you need to go get some friends. I'm not your friend. We have a transactional relationship. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to transact this. You're going to transact that. The rest I don't need. You can actually just leave that over there. But they're telling you she's a red flag because she's trying to be more complicated. And then the same mindset, she will say she's the free one. There's the there's the coffee again. Let me just move it over there. She'll say she's the free one. Ah, my life don't cost a thing. I just want your time. And it's not this. And all you have to do is that. And relationships should be this. And relationships should be that. Y'all doing too much understanding. Okay, you're making this more complicated than it is. These are, you just like to talk. Let's just call it that. And that's a red flag in my department. So guess what? You're not going to transact anything. What you're going to do is wear me to hell down for free. All right, I'm not trying to be worn down for free. I got, I got money to make. I got things to do other than sitting around talking to you. I don't find any interest in sitting around talking to anybody. So just so you, if you're offended by this, talking to anybody most of the time is a waste of my time, <laughs> right? Because all they're going to say is the plugged in MP thing, thing. Oh, I went to work and what do you do for a living? And where do you see yourself in five years? Why am I telling you? Does this important to you? Look. I got money. And I got an hour and a half. That's all I got. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Bark. Well, I think relationships should be Bark. Man, get the hell. If you don't go somewhere with this stuff, look, I got an hour and a half and I got 250 bucks. Is this going to do it? No. Okay, next. I got money. I'll up at the 400 just to keep your mouth closed the rest of the time. Is that good? I don't care who you voted for. I don't care about your opinion. I remember I went out with this one woman. She was fine. All right, she was fine. For some reason, the conversation came up about... um about the uh, uh, early termination of pregnancy, which I have an opinion on. I think it's, you know, I'm not even going to tell you my opinion. Actually, I told you my opinion before. I really don't care about it being a human right or a legal right. I think that's absolutely being clouded, but that's neither here or there. Well, she brings it up. 
and she actually wanted to see my reaction. She was trying to check my reaction. She was like, oh, uh, uh, what about the human rights of this and that and early terminations and women's rights? I didn't give her nothing. I just literally just sat there. And she was like, hmm. And I was like this. Ma'am, I don't care about your politics. By the way, your politics are probably going to be opposite in mine because you're a NPC. I could give a care less what you think about any damn thing politically. And I ain't going to change your mind today with a conversation. And this conversation is probably going to dry your peace leave up more, uh, more than the Sahara Desert. And it's going to make me less rock hard. All right. So why complicate the situation? I'm sure you slept with men that you disagree with politically. Why are we even discussing this? This is too much. I don't care where your politics lie. I care where your back lies. Come on. <laughs> where's your back lie at? All right, where's your bed lie at? That's where I want to that's what I care about. Who cares about your politics? I don't care. I'm not going to agree with you. So let's just skip past that. Most of them y'all don't even know anything about what you're talking about. All right, yo, my body, my choice. That ain't even the damn crux of the problem. What are you talking about? That's all you're going to, that's the capper. Your body, your choice. Jesus Christ. All right, so, man, would you lay down and take them damn socks off so I can see your feet? But this is where I am. This is where I am. I could care less about your politics because I probably ain't going to be in this country when it's burning down anyway. So you're going to be here, but I ain't. I'm going to be out. If you voted for Trump, swipe left. I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> we ain't going to be in a relationship anyway. No Trumpies, no people who are red, only dimmer, liberal Democrats. Oh, so you want a weak man. Okay, got it. You want a weak man that you can, that want, that he can micromanage you. Hey, uh, listen, do not micromanage women. They're not to be micromanaged. This is not a negative again. People are going to take this negative. Um, this is where you guys celebrate pimps for some reason. Because they're good at micromanaging women. Uh, that's not what I do. I have no interest in micromanaging them. I don't care what you do after I'm done with you. <laughs> I don't care. Uh and before I'm before I interact with you, I kind of care what you were doing before that, but afterwards I could care less. But people don't know this, man. Let's do this. Uh, and then we'll give you number one. I gotta catch up on a lot of donations here. This is a mindset that many people, this is prohibiting you from moving forward as men. I'm just letting you know. Because you guys are doing too much micromanaging and you think you're winning and then you think you're getting it for free and you're dealing with toxic behavior. Not all of them are toxic, but you're dealing with uh, toxic behavior. Women who are high on medication, prescribed or unprescribed, they're high on alcohol. Any woman that has a wine glass, oh, look at me. I like to go drink wine. I'm out. Bye. How dare you? We should go drink wine and test on wine and we could sit there and I could got my hat and my summer dress and I could sit here and hold my wine glass. Man, is it that complicated to do something like that? Is that high achieving? The bar is low in America. The bar is low. That glass costs you 25 bucks. The bar is low. 
sipping on my wine. It's wine o'clock somewhere. These are boring people to me. I like wine testing, but these are boring people. I, you ain't never going to see me a picture take testing. Matter of fact, you rarely see me pic doing pictures, doing regular stuff. <laughs> Let me take a picture, you know. Tasting wine. It's more about the image of wine tasting. By the way, uh, the term wino return, uh, was often referred to as somebody who can't get control of their alcoholism. But in our country, winos are looked up as high class. I know people can't get with my thinking. <laughs> my picture, this is a boring person to me. I mean, nothing says more boring than four women in hats holding wines, glasses. And then, yeah, beer chuggers too. Man, y'all, man. Beer chugging women, I'll be like, I'm out. Again, I tell you, <laughs> I'm a different dude. I'm a different dude. Oh, she's a real, she's a real girl. She's one of the guys. I don't want my women being one of the guys. I'm just letting you know. That is a red flag to me. I don't want them being one of the guys. I want them to be, I want them to be a nice piece of calico. Mm. <laughs> Right. I, I, I'm just a different. I know what I want in life. That's the thing. I know what I want. All right. Let's get into these. Shout out to Jason. Jason B. We call him Mr. J. Ghost J. He says, focus on winning and investing. Blessings, coach. Fo focus on winning and investing. Yes, indeed. That's what we do. And by the way, investing just doesn't mean investing in markets. You first have to invest in yourself. That's the rule number one of investing. Invest in yourself first. If you can't even invest in yourself and you're trying to win miracles out here on the markets, you're going to take L. Shout out to River Bacon. He says another five because you spit and game. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, Anthony B says you're right about Philly. Oh, man. I, yeah. He says I have friends who never left the state. Go your way. Go your own way. Um, if you've never left states, if you've never left um your city. I know people that have done this. There's guys that still haven't even got on the plane yet. Oh man, damn. Um, if you're that guy, you got some growing to do. You got some significant growing to do. You need to at least have hit 10 states. And it don't count if you live on the eastern seaboard because you can get to 10 states easily. All right. But I've been to 49 of the 50 states. I've been to every major city and the minor cities that think they're major. I've been to small towns you ain't even heard of i've been to back alleys and backwoods opelousas louisiana rock springs wyoming all right i've been to some back backwards places all right i've been and i've been to several different countries so until you've done that you really haven't grown and mature as a man you, you, there's no way shout out to noel bang in the building i gave you your government name but it's all good he's the car dealer he says thank you for this life Changing Wisdom CGA. I need to get to Alaska. I had a trip to Alaska and it got canceled. It would be 50 out of 50, but I'm missing Alaska. I'm missing Alaska. And I don't know, man, when I'm going to get up there. Shout out to him. Um, Mr. Mack is in the building. We're going to call him Pit. 
Pip B U H. Oh, I can't even pronounce all of that. He's a monster athlete without legs. All right. So, oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. There's a guy on. So there's a guy. Yeah, man. Uh, again, there's no deficiency that you cannot overcome. It's got to be up here. Shout out to Loud Pocket says waiting for Larry Bird to come through that door. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. They're going to be gray and old. I right, appreciate you for that one. Uh, shout out to uh, Quentin M. He said, thanks for the playbook, coach. Never say I've never done anything for the brothers here, but you guys have done so much for me, and I appreciate it. Shout out to Bravos 304. Shout out. He said, shout out to the coach gang from Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, Illinois in the building. Appreciate everybody out there. All right, who else? Mr. Max says, looking forward to the man pack. Uh, blue chip video oh yeah we gotta we gotta do that one the man pack video everything a man needs all right john pillow for the junior college appreciate the junior college boys. by the way man boy the junior college is very very hungry these days they hungry like the werewolf of london them girls out here it's kind of like when you go to the fish tank and you got them little flakes they hungry, boy. They coming out, man. College students, I need these books. See, you can do that. People be like, no, nah, that's tricking. <laughs> but they will trick away time after time. Time after time. Ain't got nothing to show for it. Y'all begging y'all way. Y'all nice way in y'all way. Y'all manipulating y'all way into some peace leave. Only to create somebody that's going to react. They're going to be angrier than a wet hornet. After you dealing with them. Every time you lie down with a woman for free. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're promising her future interactions. Okay, so a free woman does this. A traditional free woman. She'll say, oh, you've been so good. Um, I'm going to reward you with my body, right? She thinks she's rewarding you with their body. She's going to reward you. But when you do this. You're promising future interactions. So it's not free. So that when you pull the rug from under her feet and you no longer, you don't call her, you don't text her no more, you don't give her any future interactions. She said, hey, wait a minute. I gave you this in, in order to get more in the future from you, meaning more dates, more money spent on her, more attention, more energy, more time. She loaned you it on credit to get more. But you guys don't want to acknowledge that so much so that when you stop the interaction with her and you treat her cold, guess what? She becomes what? Vindictive. She gets hurt. She becomes bitter. And she's been doing this since she was 13 years old. Okay. And she's already been ruined by 19 because she's done this over and over again. And she says these Negroes ain't ish, right? She's been doing this promise of investing her body to get more from you in the future. That means it's not free and then if you pull the rug from up under her foot guess what she's going to make you pay for it in various different ways or she's going to make the next man pay for it that's not free by that definition that would not be free that would be you're a trick <laughs> you didn't trick her she didn't trick you you didn't you didn't trick her she tricked you because she's gonna make your ass pay or she's gonna make the next man pay or she's gonna make society pay you guys are doing irreparable damage 
to not only yourself, but to themselves. And then this cycle continues. And then you're wondering why women are acting the way they acting. You're wondering why they acting the way they acting. Well, that's because you are out here doing this bullshit. You're tricking yourself. You're tricking the next man. You're tricking her. And you're tricking the whole damn society. Somebody going to pay for it. Somebody going to pay for all these children. Somebody going to pay. The government going to pay. We're going to pay in taxes for your dumb ass tricking. With that being said, <laughs> when you play it the opposite way and I say to you, this is what this is worth. I'm going to pay for it cheaper. I'm going to get it faster and probably better. Or I'll probably get it cheaper and faster. And I say, this is what you're worth. This is what I'm willing to pay. And then I could dismiss your ass after that because I've severed the relationship. Because I'm not paying for her. I'm paying to sever the future relationship. There are no future promises. I've severed it by paying for the severance fee. And then that point, she can't say what? She can't be vindictive. She can't hold my seed and get pregnant. She cannot become, she cannot become embattled. She cannot become scarred. There's no taxpayer consequences. There's nothing. I owe her nothing. <laughs> I owe her nothing future. I promised her no future interactions by severing the relationship. Now, I'm not saying this is the best way to do it. But I basically owe her nothing after this. And I'm sending her back out there to continue providing this benefit to some other people. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man, I got to. Um... <laughs> I know, man. Oh, look, look, look. Shout out to T-Baby. He says, I'm 30 and still piecing my way through life. Thank you. All right. Appreciate that, my man. Let me make sure I get everybody. And I got to give you number one. And then I got a coaching call. And then I got a long drive I got to make. I hate California. Um, you got to always drive everywhere. I can't stand it. Shout out to SAU Engineeria. He says, morning coach, SAU here, like you said, okay, um, on another stream, Parents have a responsibility with their kids, not the other way around. I don't have a responsibility to my parents, less because they tried to discourage me and they set me back. And so that's how it works in nature. You don't have a responsibility per se to your parents. Your parents brought you here. They have a responsibility to you. But for us to keep taking care of them when they shot themselves in the foot for decades, I'm not going for that. Shout out to Vans. Coach, what can I do to have more energy? Past 10 p.m., I struggle to stay awake and do any work. I usually fall asleep in front of my laptop. I haven't exercised in months and had segs because I've been focused on making at least $1,000 per month as fast as possible. Any advice? I'm struggling. You have uh, past 10 o'clock, you should be sleeping. I go, I take my ass to sleep. As soon as I see four digits on the clock, I know I'm in effed up territory. All right. I don't need, I, and I always tell people who interact with me. That if you bring up something important around 845 and past that, I'm going to snap on you. <laughs> My kids know that. If you bring up something important, and this is typically what women in relationships will do, they think because you're there, oh, let's talk. She grabs her glass of wine, 930, she wants to talk. Hell no, this is about to be an effed up conversation. I'm going to just let you know. I'm about to snap on you. You better not mess, don't mess around with me after 845. 
all the important shit going to have to be said. <laughs> all right. If you bring up something important at 930, I'm going to snap on you. That means you're not going to be happy with my response. I'm going to be cold as hell. Let's talk about something important while she's drunk late at night. Nope. <laughs> the same as, hey, what you doing? 945. She wants to start a conversation, maybe slide over at 1130. And then by the time you're done texting 1130 p.m., I'm going to get her to slide over. Okay, I'm off to sleep. She done wasted your time. What happened? Do not text me at 9.30, think the conversation's on. I actually keep my, my phone off at 9.30. If you text me after 9.30 p.m., I might not respond to you until 9.30, uh, uh, 9.30 a.m., if you're lucky. Do not. There's nothing popping off at 9.30. That means you, you should be putting your clothes back on by 9.30. Put your clothes back on. The evening's over. There's nothing future I'm promising after 9.30. I don't care what day of the week it is. Okay? I'm going to bed when I see four digits on the clock. That's my that's my note to go to bed. But anyway, look, I got to do this because I got a coaching call coming up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Number one. Here's number one commandment that you all should do, and I'll go back and review them at the end. The number one commandment. Of everything. When things don't add up, start subtracting. When things don't add up, start subtracting. Everybody needs to remember that. Remember that. Write it down. When things don't add up, start subtracting. When you are processing problems in your relationship, problems in your marriage, and it don't make sense, damn, and the games are being played, you're going to realize that you should have subtracted yourself from the situation a long time ago. You need to start the process of subtracting. When you have a conversation with somebody, most of the time when they're doing dirt, the bullshit's about to get started. Most of the time, you could have just removed yourself from the situation right then and there. But instead, you kept going to try to make it make sense. You, it didn't add up, but you still there with the calculator trying to add it up. And the shit don't add up. You're like, wait, wait, hold up. You still putting it in. You still trying to work through it. You at the marriage counselor. When things don't add up, start subtracting. The best thing you can do is start cutting the bullshit out and just moving on. The thing with human beings is that they're liars. All right. They're liars. They're 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 not that they're they're not that complicated. You can see when people are lying. All right. They're not going to tell you they're lying, but they're just going to lie to you. And if it don't add up, the best thing you can do is just get rid of the person and then deal with the bullshit later. All right. Instead of dealing with the bullshit and then you find out later they were lying. All right. I don't have time for that. Everybody lies. This is just part of human nature. We are going to protect our best interests. So with that being said, that's commandment number one. When things don't add up, start subtracting. All right. Um, let me go through the commandments again. So you guys got them in case you showed up late. Commandment number 10, thou shall simplify it. Thou's life. Thou shall route, write everything down. That's commandment number nine. Number eight, in case you're listening by um, audio, thou shall not judge yourself by one chapter, one season of your life. Number seven, thou shall maintain a basic standard of fitness. Basic. And then go from there. Number six, don't expect any miracles on the fitness. Uh, number six, there's no deficiency that you cannot overcome. 
I live by that every day. Number five, when it comes to, and by the way, it can be hard for you to overcome it, but there's no deficiency that you cannot. You just got to make tough choices in your life in order to overcome it. You got to leave two below. And if you want to overcome it, you can't just stay in two below and let the money rain down on you. Uh, number five, when it comes to women, leverage and options, they trump everything. Women can't help but be uh, let their guard down around powerful men. They hate it, but they always put themselves in a position of vulnerability around power, leverage, and options. All right, period. Number four, thou shall admit that sex is not free. Number three, thou shall understand that sex comes, uh, sex from your past can come back to haunt you. There's no such thing as free sex. It can come back and will come back to haunt you in almost every way. You might get away with some, but you just lost one. Shout out number, uh, number two. You can love women or understand them. You cannot do both. There's no such thing. You got to suspend disbelief in order to love them. <laughs> right? Um, shout out to number one. It says when things don't add up, start subtracting. Okay. All right. Appreciate y'all. Uh, let me check all the apps here. All the apps. Make sure I got everybody and acknowledged it. Yes, we got everybody on the cash is app and on PayPal. We got everybody. Do me a favor. Um, you can find me here. All right. Oh, if you want to get on my program here, this is my website, gregadams1.com. Download. You get a free ebook. You can actually enroll in the coaching program that we're going to kick off here right before summer to get everybody focused. Find me over on coachgregadams.locals.com. We do members content over there now since I can't do it on YouTube. Follow me on Patreon over here. We do a money mindset group on Sunday nights, private stream. Get over there on Patreon. Also, there, uh, coaching program over here for temporary calls right there, individual calls right there on Clarity in the building. Appreciate everybody for being here. Shout out to the dark side. And we'll be back in here tonight, probably an hour later than normal. And we're out of here. Peace.